This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bodford podcast with your host, Mark. And myself, Paul, on our end of season edition of Celtic Celtic Rumors TV. On tonight's show, we will have Barry Iceman from our forum page, the podcast, Brian Welchie Boy, Terence Terra 161, Michael Michael Dundee, John JFP, all the lads who have been on with on the podcast throughout the season and who have been with Mark and myself in helping us bring this podcast along throughout the season. On tonight's show, we will look at yesterday's 6-0 victory over Motherwell, the season as a whole as Celtic are crowned champions, goal of the season, player of the season. We will look at two great songs to the club in Neil Beaton and Tom Roderick, who have decided that their Celtic careers should are coming to an end after both players came out this week and stated that they won't be staying at Celtic beyond this season. Firstly, though, I'll hang on to Mark, and Mark will do a few shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. Yeah, usual shout-outs to some of the lads for the forum. Tim Alloy, the Champsy boy, Richie and his family. Richie was just noticed an email from him earlier on. Paul, he's back, he was back at the hospital on Friday, I think it was. If they can help him. It's, he's got a bit of food, some decisions to make his family kind of and what kind of route they're going to go down, but it's still a bit positive, do you know what I mean? So just keep on fighting the good fight, Rich, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're all rooting for you. See Jabber's in, I, I hear Jabber got a bit of a lesson on FIFA the other day off of Mikey as well. I've been playing Mikey too often at that Jabber. I think that uh, solves him right for challenging Mikey and the thing, even I know not to do that, Mark, and I don't play it. <laughs> you don't you even know. play it. We have Brian and Thanks for coming in again, Brian. Brian's all he pops onto the forum as well. <coughs> uh, Terence is coming on. OGs from Glasgow, welcome in. Uh, we're at 554 subs now. Thanks to everybody that subs. Uh, if you're not subscribed and you're listening, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and if you know how, leave a comment in and underneath the video as well. And the links to everything else, the forum, our Discord, and everything that's on the description box below, below as well. I also, uh, back before you began, the lads, I also noticed what Brian put up on the forum page, in case the forum page of the podcast is www.celticlumas.co.uk. He He's after putting his clothes back into the cupboard. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Brian... He just joined a live chat a few weeks ago, Dave. Yeah. Well, he, he was even getting me on there for Frank listening to him on that. I tell you, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, we, we actually do... In case people are wondering, like myself and Mark actually do read things on the form, and we try, we try a lot just to kind of crawl things that that's happened in the form throughout the podcast throughout the season. 
So Mark, when you're being on the lads, so if you have a bit of work to do, try to get them all on at once. So is well coming on, I. If we can get children, if we can get he's alive. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'll go and get some. I'll go and get some one, right? But so, so Celtic's last game of the season was against Motherwell at Celtic Park, and to say Celtic ran riot is an understatement. Six goals, Celtic won six nil. Goals from two from Kyogre, David Tomble, Yotta, and two from Gia Marcus. Celtic said they were going to plan the short end of the season, and Ange was a man of his word. The stats for the game were shot Celtic 15 to Motherwell 6. On target, Celtic had 8 to Motherwell's 1. Possession, Celtic had 79 to Motherwell's 21. Passes, we had 691 to Motherwell's 187. Pass accuracy was 91% for Celtic to Motherwell's 69%. Who do we have on March 1st? I'm just dialing them up, Paul. You know, I keep my settings, but. So some, perform- team, some performance yesterday, Paul. Unbelievable, Mark. Uh, if you're talking about putting on a show before lifting the trophy, you know it's it, it's it's like some players, Mark. We've excused some players, Mark, for not even showing up yesterday. The league is done with uh, champions. That's that's that's, I mean, it's a dead rubber game kind of thing. I've seen a few of them over the years, Paul. Exactly, Mark. It's played out like kind of friendly, kind of. Pacing that back, but Celtic were brilliant yesterday. Brilliant, James, Mark. No one took. Well, Mark, this has come down to Ange. Do you mean this has come down to a manager? No matter if it's a friendly. People are still paying their money to get in, Paul, and things like that. You've got to remember things like that as well. Well, he doesn't let the standards drop, Mark, either. Do you know what I'm saying? He wants the complete performance of his players. It doesn't matter what what type of game it is. He wants to win. And and you can see that, Mark, from. Cost Ange after the game yesterday and stuff like that. Like, like this Celtic team is for me is is the only is only beginning. I think, I think you're right. That that sounds a lot. Mikey didn't answer there, but Barry, can you hear us all right? Yeah, here, guys. Aye, right, thanks for coming, on, Barry. Dave, what about yeah. you, Jay? John, can you hear us? John, you've got your mic. You've got your mic muted. You're muted. In ter- terms, that's, that's, oh, that's you, that's that's you new, John. Got you new, John. Thanks for coming on. Terms, sorry, right, aye. Yeah, all good. Good man, good man. Welshie. Welshie. I'm here, I'm here. Thanks oh, for coming on, you two as well. I thought you'd have been AWOL, Welshie, bud. No, no, I'm moving out of my bed, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was some scenes, Welshie, because you were at the match, and JP, you were at the match yesterday, did you go to the match? Aye, fa- fantastic. Absolutely uh, fan- uh, fantastic. Probably one of the best, the probably one of the best days Paul I've ever had out. Yeah, because I wanted to say that I wanted to say that to you. I just want to talk to JFP first, lad, because he hasn't been on for a while, just due to work commitments and stuff like that. But JFP, like myself and Mark, when we talked with, with Brian, we were talking about Barry and Terence Shops, and we said there's something about this title win that's special. You know what I mean? Like, the way we won last season, do, do you know what I mean? And to, the way a whole new team came in, like it's just it's it's unbelievable what what one man did to a club. Has anybody? I don't know. if if you if you have managed to see there's a there's a video doing the rounds um the Angie flying in. I don't know if you've seen it in the plane the been in the plane lands. And it shows you it shows you the players walking off the park last year and Holmes and McGregor as well. When we lose the day we lose the league. Mm-hmm. 
I think I almost forgot myself just how black it was last year. Yeah, exactly. it, shows, it shows you Angie Landon, and then it takes you right up to yesterday. It's absolutely what what a what a day, what a season, what a man, what a club. Just a uh, fantastic. Great I mean, day. but even like the pull on, like it was a trash in yesterday to Motherwell. Like Motherwell were a team who, like they they got your place what they wanted to finish fourth in the table. Like, but Celtic were having none of that JFP yesterday. They just kept going. Like it's like. From the minute Ange, like you said, the minute Ange came in, it didn't matter what game it was. Celtic were out there to win yesterday. I think, I think, I think what you get, I think what comes across very, 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 very much to Angie is that he knows that these guys that are sitting in the stand here are working hard to to to, to get there, spending money. He 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 knows that that, that it's about. I don't know how many times you've heard them saying it. It's about it's about people, friends, and leaving memories for people. He knows. He knows what Celtic means to us, and you know it, it would it would demand nothing less than yeah. I think their attitude yesterday in terms of the football they played, the the two goals for Kyogo, out, outstanding, world class, and the the the, 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 the pace they played it, and the fact that the league was won last week was just was just phenomenal. What, what are we watching Glasgow Celtic putting on a show right enough, probably? Mm-hmm. Like that. Just what John was saying there by uh, about about the goals. We've seen some special goals throughout many years of Celtic, but for me, we've seen two special goals this year from 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 Kyogo. We saw one in the League Cup final, and we saw something similar yesterday. It, it's just like what he brings to the team and his pace, and uh, and he knows where the ball's going to be as well. You know, he, they were outstanding goals yesterday. And let's not take it away from Larson as well within the system. I go talk about Larson. Later on the show, uh, but Kyogo, he, he, that think, goal was just magnificent. I, th- I think Paul, I'm going to contradict myself here, but, and, and I can't even make my mind up myself. I, I, I'm on record as saying that I think Kyogo is the best we've had since Larson. And, and I'm, not, I'm not going to contradict myself and say I would start Jack Amakis before him. And, 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 and you need to find a way for me to play the two of them together in the one team. You need to get your best players on the park. I agree with that, John. Me and Paul were talking about this the other night as well. You need, need, need your best players on the park, Matt. You need to find a way of playing uh, uh, Kyogo and see what like Kyogo feed off the scraps. But do you think, though, that, like, Barry, you played football, you know the kind of formations, Barry. Do you think, though, maybe... With, with Tom Roger going, that maybe Kyogo can slip in behind you, Marcus, in that role? Uh, no, no, not for, not for me. Not mm-hmm. for me. The, the only way for, for me that the, the two of them play together is change formation. Change the system, yeah, and play to them up front. I just think, for me, Kyogo, he, he is an exceptional footballer, but for me, he's a number nine. He is a number nine. He plays exactly. on the shoulder of that defender. You know, you look at his second goal yesterday. You look I at mean, they saw final. two special goals, Barry. I wanted two special goals. And he's so lively. Uh, and you know what? We're just like sort of John. We're very, very fortunate that we've got two exceptional strikers, two very different strikers. Mm-hmm. And it is a difficult one because you know Jack Amakis brings so much to the team in terms of his physicality. You know, he, he matches uh, Kyogo and work great. Okay, he's not got the pace that Kyogo's got, but he certainly. Works at again. He's an out and out number nine. He's up there, uh, challenging uh, his phys- the physical side of the game. Uh, you know, uh, for me, if we're going to play two, uh, play them both in the same team, I don't, I don't want to see Kyogo in the number ten, or I certainly don't want to see him out wide because I just no. think it's not his game. I think we'll lose something. So 
Dan's going to change up his formation to put both of them in. I don't know. I very much doubt it. But for me, it's, it's a good problem to have to have two exceptional strikers at the football club. It's well, a like great he did, headache to have. He, he did hint um, just before the derby like that. Why can't two of them play together? Maybe he might try it in pre-season, Barry, see how it goes. You know? Yeah, he could. I mean, like I say, for me, it would be... The, the the way they would have to do it is probably a three five two. That's the, that's the only unless he was to play them out of position, uh, unless he was to play Kyogo out wide. But like I say, he tried that at Ibrox and he held his hands up and said he got that completely wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, See, that's yeah. the that's the problem, Barry. Like, I and I'm with you on this. Like, you can't take Kyogo out of the position that he's in because it's not just what. He does, but he, he, he makes up space for, for other players to come into that. He's a very, very intelligent football yeah, player. That's like, he yeah, actually, exactly. You know, he was actually making me think, I tell you who, he totally doesn't take a player, but I remember thinking the same thing with Douglas. He, he was, he was, his head was a way ahead of everybody else around about him, and you almost get the same feeling with Kyogo. That first goal he scores yesterday, the first one he scores for a, I'm right behind that post, and everybody, wow. every man and their dogs Expecting a cross in and he turns around and he puts it in. At the, he don't the like the post. score that chip. No he chance. And the second, one, like, you know I mean? the, the second one, the ball for Tony, uh, Airdrie's finest, uh, Tony Ralston, and the one he takes uh, first time for that one, absolutely. An interesting fact about that, uh, Mark, I said this to you last night. Mark asked me there, but you bring you on the, um, the podcast later during the week, but she, and uh, when Mark asked me, how does Ralston fare with his assist in Europe? So across all Europe, uh, he's he's 24 across all Europe between all players, and for for right backs, he's ranked fourth across all Europe for assists. Like this is a player, Brian, who was wrought off by previous managers who was never given a chance. And but like I'm a big believer, Mark, and we've said it. Like and we said about Barkas here, Barkas could go go away. And be outstanding at another club, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just like like Radisson, move just don't work out exactly. Players, you know, but Radisson bought into Ange, and he he he, he just brilliant, and and he's a sister. He sis proves like what he actually does bring to the team, Brian. Don't this? I definitely. I mean, the, the Ralston is one of their players. I think feel good factor about the club just there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, if you think how Ralston might have fared last season compared to this season, it's chalk and cheese for the, for the teams they're playing in. Um, I still don't see Ralston being first choice either. Though. No, no. But then going back to your talk about Giacomacus and uh, Kyogo, I think the way that Andrew's setting this up is that the system's never going to change. It's white for white slotting in, so he's only ever going to play the one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, think you, I don't think you'll change his thing with that but drastically. No, no. Do you know what we were saying? Then, I, think, I think that's Mikey joined us as well, but he's only got about half an hour, Paul. Maybe, Mark, that he might play him for certain games. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what it is going to be, but, uh, like, horses for courses kind of thing, Paul. Maybe for certain games it's going to be Kyogo, for certain games it's going to be Giacomacus, and then at the 60-minute the mark, it seems to be like Angie's sub-times, isn't it? It'll be one, whoever starts will be off, another one will come on. I think that's why he's it's maybe just going to go. It's the same in the midfield. He does the same thing there, doesn't he? He rotates in the midfield. No, it's just it's just like for like all the time, isn't that's, it? That's what, I'm, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's one in, one out, but it never changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Terence, like, we, we've seen some 
magnificent Celtic players uh, uh, performances throughout the season. But for me, uh, I think yesterday's game was just from start to finish, they were out to, to, to do a job and put on a show for that Like the lads were saying there, it was just an extraordinary way to finish the season, like wasn't it? It, it was, Paul, but it, 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 it just goes to show you the mentality that the manager has. The mentality that he had was, I don't care if the league is won. Yeah, I'm not going to let the standard slip. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, and as he says, as he says, he nev- we never stop, as he says. And he said that in the, when they, after the, the, Dundee, the Dundee United game, he said he's expecting a performance and he got a performance. And, and that's what he has. He's instilled that into the players that they go to the very, very end. They go to the 90 minutes, 95 minutes, as he said at the start of the season. And he won't, he won't, ex- he won't accept mediocrity, mediocrity. He won't accept players not putting in the shift, and and it's he's got the rewards, and Celtic have got the rewards, and we've got the rewards of watching a fantastic team playing fantastic football with a, with a manager that has really bought into the whole Celtic thing, and he he shows he cares, and that's huge, and he mm-hmm. and the play, players have come across that they care, and he's made he's brought he's he's made players that we a lot of people would have thought. Well, I'm not sure about this guy or I'm not sure about that guy. And like just, the lads are there about talking about Tony Ralston or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Joe Hart, Joe Hart, you know, certain other people coming in and you're not sure of. I mean, they've been, to a man, they've been exceptional. They've been absolutely exceptional, every one of them, and that's down to the manager. No mm. question about it. In fact, they are uh, extraordinarily sad for, for, for Andy Ralston, though, aren't they? In fairness to him, like, you know, what like what, what a player to turn his Celtic career. Like, the only reason he got this year's contract is because we had no one at the start of the season. Me, no. I grabbed it with both hands, Paul. We spoke about it all season. He's mm-hmm. like, like a brand new signing. I mean, he really is, hasn't he? I do other words for it. He really has just... He's, he's unrecognisable. He's a player that we saw a couple of years ago that went to Dundee United. I think, was he not St. Johnson for a while as well or something as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never really. He doesn't even dip. He's been consistent, to be fair. Yeah. No, that's that's it as well. It's always like it's, it's like he's a, a seven every week, isn't it? He's a seven or a yeah. eight every week. You never never dropped, man. No, no. consistency. The biggest tribute you can pay him, I think, to Ralston, I think, is a Jaranovic is a fantastic player. I mean, he's had a fantastic season apart from ten minutes at Ibrox. At the start of the game, he's a fantastic, a fantastic football player, and yet when he get injured there, you're not overly concerned because you know that Ralston's more exactly. than capable to come in and do a job. To me, like if you compare uh, Michael, that when Michael's videos you said back, ain't he? Michael, I right, make his ear, I yeah. Like compare Michael to like really when when Lustings uh, left the club and throughout the end of kind of Lustings career as well, he was losing things like. We were always worried about this position, and now we have two exceptional players in Ralston and, and Jovanovic there. Thank you, Ivanovic. Make your mic, Sophie, jumpy. I was just on it. Is it not working right now? That's it now, that's it now. I like it. Juranovic is a lot clearer in that position. Like it's good that we've got Ralph and that there. Like, but going forward in Europe and that, I think like he says Juranovic will be be key mm-hmm. in that position. We just need to get back up for the left back now. Like he says, it was quite strange. Like that guy that was 
for Hammerby that Jihatsa they were meant to be getting that was meant to be overlined, but according to Ange and the player himself, none of them know anything about it unless that's just them trying to play the game like <laughs> scored a screamer the day for them to had the one on Discord I pull up in Discord as well and this fella's just after scoring a screamer for uh, this this Swedish team he plays for there today and he, he does look a player but I mean, like, well, but just before you move on, but Paul, Mikey's, because Mikey's not here for a log. You want to talk about what happened at Tannadice, Mikey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, as like I said, I don't want to really bring down the tone of the, Aye, the but, celebration and everything that's going on. Um, if you want us to crack on, Mark, I'm happy Ah, you mean it's all the way, You're just going to go, Mikey. This is well shaped. I've well shaped. Just thank God you didn't got me, Mikey. That's what I said to Mikey. Wait till you hear this well shaped. So, obviously... People that are on the, the website will know. I obviously I, I had a, a few tickets for the home end for Wednesday night, and um, obviously I've been to a few United games anyway because I go with Jonas if I can't get through to see Celtic. Because the way I see it, it's a game of football, it's a game of mm-hmm. football, is it? But um, unfortunately, me and one of my United sporting pals, Jordan, needed to leave at half time because of this the, the, this disgusting sectarian abuse that was getting through our way. Not not personally at me, because nobody would have knew me sitting in that end if what I was. But there was about forty to fifty shouts plus. Um, I don't really want to swear on that, swear on thing, but of dirty Fenian B, and I've never ever been so shocked and appalled in my life. At the, I, I've never been so taken back by a bunch of fans ever. I've never experienced or heard that ever before. But the sheer derogatory and disgusting. Nature coming through the fans was an absolute like I'm just joking. very surprised, uh, like that, that that happened. Like and like when when we've on when we've been on here with Jonas and where he was talking about to his players getting get, getting abuse off off certain teams in the SPL like and uh, and their own fans are, are are doing it then like you know what I mean? Well, I see, I've I've reported it obviously to to its mentor, but like it says. Um, one of the most uh, another wee guy was a Dundee United fan. Went to making he couldn't well, have like, was sitting listening to it. Well, Jordan, like I say, he's a Roman Catholic like myself, and his dad is a die-hard Celtic supporter. And Jordan supports Dundee United because he was born in Dundee, yeah? so he picked mm-hmm. his local town side. But even he says he'll never ever be back to Tannadice just on the abuse alone. But as he's reported to the police and everything that as well. So, but um, like I say, what the most ironic shout of the night. Was there was this United United supporter where he's it must be eight or nine year old Ben shouting You dirty Fenian bees are as bad as the orange bees <laughs> That was a shout that came to the end. I couldn't actually believe what I was doing. And then when there was a scuffle of Celtic supporters over in the home end in the main stand, there was literally shouts from the guys saying that they wanted our Celtic supporters hung that were sitting in the home end. Unbelievable. That's, that, that's why I was doing my 45 minutes there. Do you mean like that? Now you can see why I'm glad you didn't have got Welshie. I could have enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen, I don't know. Do you mean like if there's... Oh, if, if, Scotland at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, just, but boy, if, mean, there's, if there's young kids that age... Uh, but you just don't, but see, 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 there's, there's no hope for this to ever change, to get me? But the thing about it is, Paul, as, as, as Mikey's saying, he's, he's been to Dundee United games before and, and never heard anything like that before. I, I was totally surprised 
Aberdeen and quite clearly Dundee United eh? But do you don't think there's always a bit of, a bit of every club in Scotland when you look at it really? Every club, every club. When we play, I mean, it's never sitting. We're sitting here machine. We don't expect it. We don't expect it for Dundee United. We don't expect it for Hibs. Yeah, but Matthew, go down. Expect it for Aberdeen. Just maybe banterish. Do you get what I mean? We are Aberdeen. But then, hello, Marcus. Does that say when we had Barry Fox in the stand, there was secretary chance there from, and and this is going down the lower leagues. Like, do you know what I mean? Aye. Mark, let's tell you something, right? Okay, this is going back a few years, right? But I played in a game for Hamilton Arcades. Uh, played a game against Forfra. I'll not mention the players in question. One of them got sent off for calling the referee Athenian bastard, and one of them got sent off for calling the referee an orange bastard. That was two teammates in the same game. Both got sent off for calling... One called them a Athenian, the other one called them an orange one. So it's, it's, it's every club, you know? Aye, aye. It doesn't matter. what division they're in. There's always that undercurrent in Scottish did football. It, did, did the referee have a different accent when he was talking to the, dif- the two different players? <laughs> Barry, they called them two different names. <laughs> uh, well, let me see this one. It's just a bit of emotion, isn't it? Yeah. If you're not happy with something, your automatic reaction is to go one way and the other guy went the other way. And that's, that was it. And they both got red cards for it. Unbelievable. Like, it is like... And that's no, that's no wind-up. That's, that's deadly serious, what I'm telling you. One of the things I've, I've, I guess, the guy, I, I sat next to a guy, he's, he's given his FBC season ticket now, but I sat, I sat beside the same guy for I don't know how many years, um, 15 years, whatever, guy for um, Montrose, uh, not a Roman Catholic. And I could I could say to you, and I could sit here and i proud to say it, I've never once in the time, all the time that I sat beside him, Never once did I hear a sectarian comment against his religion that made me cringe. I've heard a lot of songs sung about a country's fight for freedom against British rule that you might disagree with or not disagree with. But I never heard, I never heard anything sectarian. Um, and I've said to a few, a few people, the, 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 the song, Oh, no Pope of Rome, no chapels to sin, my eyes, no nuns and no priests. No rosary beads every day is the 12th of July. That doesn't have an equivalent in the Celtic repertoire. Um, mm-hmm. That's a thing I've always been extremely proud of that I could have said that. I sat next to that man and never once in maybe 15 years, maybe more than that, have I ever heard or did I ever hear um, a comment that would have made me cringe because it would have made me cringe. Mm-hmm, definitely. There's plenty that goes on. Let's go be naive here. Mm-hmm. I'm only just, I'm just relating a story, I'm, that, that's, just, that's just a fact that, 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 that I always feel well shared, it, it makes me feel quite proud to be, to, to be able to say that. Well, she was telling me that it's this kind of split, but it was, what is it, well, she, the Green Brigade, and is it just the boys they're called? Ah, they're always arguing. They're always, there's a bit of thing wrong The boys want to be a wee bit more old school, do you get what I mean with their singing and stuff like that, whereas the Green Brigade don't. You're kind of meant to kind of keep it modern, ultra kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. where this kind of split was coming through, isn't it, Welshie? Well, there's definitely a split there, especially things like Roman and the Bowman and what have you. Back to the football? Aye, aye. Just that make you, you know what I mean? Because he was, oh, he was, he was upset it, it, about it. it, 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 it. Just, to, just, just to take it back to the football, just, just to qualify what I was saying, what I said there, Paul, was, I, I, for me, I, 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 I don't think Angie will play the two of them together, but you would think there's... 
there was plenty of people of the same opinion as you think, man, he needs to find a way to try and get Kyogo and Jackamakis in the same team here. What's it? Some tribute. I think I think Kyogo is the best we've had since Henrik. And, and what a tribute is to Jackamakis to say, as, as Kyogo's been coming back to full fitness there, if he just wasn't as sharp as he was, he's starting to look as if okay. he's getting there now. But there's times there where there's games, there is games and there was times there over the last few weeks where you would have played Jackamakis in front of him. Kyogi comes on scores two goals yesterday. Yep. And he swapped out for Jack Kamakis and he's the same bang in two goals. Yep. yep. You know, to me that competition is as good as anything. It's it's just as what we want, like you know what I mean? Like you you, you want you get that same sort of you know yeah, exactly. you like the competition between the two of them. Yeah. Chat with a bit to get on. Two totally different players, but you know, it must be it must be two of the best strikers that we've had for a long, long time. Yeah, Mikey, yeah, Mikey, you know, right, thanks for coming on, Mikey, bud. Mikey. Right, I'll speak to you later on, right? Just Mikey. Uh, we, 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 we decided to pick Mikey up because, in fairness to him, he was very obsessed. Uh, he was meant to come on the other night and couldn't make it on, you know what I mean? But I was, I think, uh, just, he was beeling for days about it, really, was it? Should anybody would if you were sitting listening to that, Paul, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so I still think Kyogo should be played as a number 10. I don't care what anybody says. Away you go, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to convince me of that. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not sure. I, look, Paul, I think Paul thought the other night I was kind of in a bit of a dig at Kyogo when I was saying that I, I want Giacomakis to be a main striker. I just think he's just got a lot more... I have something to mirror about him, John. Yeah, but then, Mark, if you look how fast... But if you look how fast Ange wants to play, and, like, we, we saw the goals there from Kyogre when he's running off the shoulder, like, that's I, that's what he brings. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's what I kind of touched on earlier, Paul. You know, they're both phenomenal. Like, they're yeah. both very, very different. For me, like, listen, I get, I understand people wanting to get them both into the team. I, I, I get it. But I just, for me, it's one or the other because, you know, what Kyogo brings, I don't want that diluted or taken away by playing him in a deeper position or playing mm-hmm. him out wide. He's a guy that plays on the shoulder. I sort of a la George Cadet back in his day. He'd always make these wonderful runs in behind the defence and, you know, score these fantastic goals. And, on you know, the opposite side of the coin, you've got Jack Amakis, he's big, he's physical, he roughs up defenders, he hoods the ball up. But the bottom line is, the both of them score a hell of a lot of goals. I'm um, so, yeah, listen, I, I understand. He's certainly, 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 certainly wasted out wide. You can't play him out wide. No. He's wasted, he's, wasted out wide. Yeah, he's, he's no prepared. And listen, uh, Mark, I understand what you're saying as well. You know, he's got the ability to play the number 10, but I just think if you, if you play him as a number 10, you're taking away a massive part of his game, which is looking to go in behind. And, and that's, listen, it's all about opinions. That's mine. For me, as it stands, it's one or the other. But like Welsh said there, look look at the impact they both had in yesterday's game. You know, an hour out of Kyogo, he scores two incredible goals. And Jack Amatis comes on with 30 to go and he gets two goals as well. Probably could have had a third. The overhead, uh, overhead kick it, was a cracker too, wasn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. He's got that in his locker. He's got that in his locker. So, yeah, long may it continue having these headaches to have for Ange. I was laughing away at myself yesterday when Kyogo scored after spending the night there saying I'd play Jack Amatis first. I just I thought it was great. <laughs> I know. 
And I was going to text you off, but that's what I was. I said, who'd you pick now? Who'd you pick now, Brian? I think Will should I'll stand by what I said, though, and I, I, I don't think I could have put any better than Barry just said. For me, it's, that's exactly how it should be. One or the other, have the competition mm-hmm. between the two. Do you know what, though, uh, Terence, that if, 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 if we're playing G. Marcus, uh, for me, it's G. Marcus and the team. I, 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 I'm fairly sure we have to play Radisson when G. Marcus and the team is because out of, out of the, out of, how many, 15 goals, I think, is it the 15 goals he got in the, in the league? G. Marcus has 15 goals. Out of his 15 goals, uh, 15, is, 15 is it no Paul is it no it's 14 in the league is it so 15 league goals 17 in total 17 total 14 in the league so uh, out of his 13 goals in the league just in the league Radisson has set up 7 of them Terence yeah he's, and his class has been phenomenal to be fair Paul so mm-hmm. and he, he's, he's, he's the main supply for, for Jack Macus. but to go back to the sorry to the, to the point that the lads are talking about if you were going to play Jack and Max and Kygo, for me, there's only one way you could play it. And you need a genuine, genuine holding midfielder. Like I've said here loads of times, and I know JFC's had the same person as me. You need like a, a Lewis Ferguson sitting in front of the front, sitting in front of the centre backs. And for me, then, you could play two, the two boys up front. Because it, I think he'd be rock solid there. But I, as, as Ralston. Ralston has been brilliant, Paul, and I understand your, your point. He's, sorry, his classes have been fantastic, for, especially for Jack Macus, and he's banging a, a bucket load because of him. So, but as, also, as the lads were saying there, Juranovic is always going to be ahead of him if he's fit there. That's, oh, that's definitely, definitely. I think, it's, I think it's going to be the same in the left. I think there's going to be a new left back brought in. <laughs> Taylor's going to be like the left back version of Ralston really into it. I think that's what's going to happen over the summer. Well, I don't think Mark. It's it's. I think you're right, Mark. I think for me, for me, the priorities, it's the priority still is is definitely to replace Scott Scott Brown. Whether that's a well, Neil 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 Lennon's the best ever I've seen in that role. Uh, Paul Lambert. That, that, <laughs> I think, think um, Malady was even Malady was talking about. You even forget about some of these players now, but you remember he'd like Barry Robson in that position. Something you know, uh, uh, okay, Paul, 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 Paul Hart, like, yeah, here's an opinion, know. right? Uh, yeah, what's that? Here's an opinion, and that's all right. What's that noise? Do you hear that? Uh, some, yep. I just don't know. Feeling so for Maybe with Bert, with with Roderick leaving, right? Okay, and they're, they're obviously kind of posting to come in there as O'Reilly. But could you not think so, Mark, that he could push McGregor so more forward, maybe slot into that role? And as I said, there's only one reason Mark we signed Gucci, and that position is the holding midfielder where Callum McGregor was playing. Oh, I'd definitely. Put, I would prefer seeing McGregor moved up. Look up a slot kind of thing, Paul, 100%. Yep. I just Definitely. don't think he's... He, he's got the part. See, but it's, it's weird. See, he can't tackle, Paul. That's my main problem, man. Yeah, he can't tackle. Good, and if he needs... Insane. I mean, apart from yeah. that, playing like that kind of deep-line playmaker, fair dues, but you still need to be able to time a tackle. And it, for me, it's just that's the part of his game that he's never got. And I just think he is more effective as... I think next season, like a, a slot-up kind of idea. Uh, 
next season, I think, in pre-season. He's, I think he's been very, very unlucky this season, is is is, is Gucci. William was saying I started again in Gucci. <laughs> and you missed him to Manon yesterday, yeah, did But, uh, but the, the reason, Mac, I, 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 I talked yeah, about did. him because I know what the lad can do. Do you know what I mean? I saw... But he, he didn't get into that role yesterday when he came on. No, he didn't. He slotted up more forward. So he, did, he, didn't, he did. He sat, he did, he sat uh, in the middle of the park and played. He's not a runner. Do you get me? He's not... That, that's not his... Main thing, he's maintaining JFP's tackling. Do you know? See, see if you think, you, you know, even if you look at, uh, you look at, they bullied us. They bullied us in the, they bullied us in the in, in the semi final. Right, ran over the top of you in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, again, again, you, again, John. In a minute, you were on the podcast about eight, nine months ago. We spoke about same, getting bullies same, in the midfield. Same, same thing. Same, same the same thing, and and actually, you know, even if you take the games against them, mm-hmm. if, you, if you get back, let's, you, take, you, you get back and look at the, the games again. Then we lost the first one at the Bronx, right? When we beat them three <laughs> when, when we beat them at three nothing in February, the game was done at half time, but they mm-hmm. had the best of the second half, right? We went at Ibrox two one when when CCV scores, and it's backs to the wall after that. In the semi, uh, 2-1, bullied us. Thuggish referee, they were allowed to bully us as well. I don't have a, I don't really have a problem with being thugs. My, my problem with that game is that the referee allowed them to be thuggish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and in the last game, uh, one each, we could, have, we could have won it. We could have won it, we could have lost it. It's the big difference between the two teams for me. I, I would go as far as, as far as to say that I don't think... I would have serious question marks about uh, having watched that performance against them. I would have serious uh, concerns about winning the league again next season unless we can unless we can put that dig in. I don't know if Lewis Ferguson is good enough. I've not seen enough of Lewis Ferguson to know if he's good enough. I, I, know, don't. I know he scored 11 goals and I know he's repeated a bit of dig. three seasons together. It's the first season together. I think, you know, you look at the amount of midfielders we've got there. 50 people that rotate in different positions in midfield. I just... Right, you say you say they bullied us, but a lot of that could be due to confidence and get stuck in those. But the Ibrox won it two to one. So that's what we were doubting that day. Facts against the wall were we were two one, but that sort of becomes natural at times. We look at the semi final. I they kicked us off the park a wee bit. CCV does they miss that sitter? Mm-hmm. through. You know, there's fine margins there. Uh, yeah. that's a, that's a totally different game. If that is it, I and some days we we spoke about it a bit on the live chat yesterday. We, we're just talking about the amount of actual sitters that we miss. <laughs> we, we just don't. We don't have a player. Who, who's, the, who's the big boy they've got up front? The big, big thong. He's a big care horse as well. We just don't have somebody that can go in and when he's dishing it out like that, they can go and stick two fingers up his nostrils and drag him a bit. And we don't have to do that. But for for some reasons, he just it just didn't click. The, the only player we have in the team that can that, that can take that bit of tuggery is is James McCarthy, John. For reasons or not, it just didn't well, work out for it. Do you ever think we'll set up to go toe-to-toe, though? We won't. We'll stick to a game plan, no matter who's playing. You know? You know, I don't, I don't it's the whole point. I'm all for something they can tackle and put it about in the midfield, but have you? But we need them, they need to be able, we're not looking for a hatchet, man, we're looking for somebody that can play a bit as well. That's right. 
you know I, what I mean? I, 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 ideally, a Paul McStay. Uh, that's, I said that on the forum. That's said that on the forum. The big problem is, 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 is right, that with Andrew's system, right, with the inverted full-backs, right, they're coming in to, to provide this cover. Right, here and the problem is, here we go. Here we go. We just have fullbacks, I guess. The way it works, like the, 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 the problem is there. It's like Paul Bingo into Gucci and just the fullbacks. No, but we don't have the no, we don't have the proper player in the middle of the park, and and Cal McGregor isn't that player. Now, if we're going to sign someone, think, we, we, we see in the pre seasons, Mark, or through the Charles Linder, who's actually going to play, and if it's Cal McGregor. In that position for for the preseason, it's going to be Cal McGregor for the for the season. It's going to be the oh, we 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 Gucci looks a wee hard bastard. He is <laughs> he is well, and I tell you, I watch clicks of him. The man's a tackler. He tackles. We've not really seen enough of Gucci. He get cropped. Just been on. We've seen enough of him. We've seen enough of him. Paul has joined. Believe me, Paul's seen plenty of him. Dream, dreams of him and everything, I think. Is that right? Aye, uh, uh, that's, no, that's his wee crush. He's not shut up about him all year and he's hardly kicked the ball. I think, Barry, with him coming in and getting injured, pre-season is going to be big for these players. Like, so if James McCarthy is going to be at the club, um, James McCarthy, Gucci, they're all going to be big players, aren't they? If pre-season will be benefit to them. Before you answer that, but see before you answer that, Barry, just, I think it was Mikey I was talking about to me last night. She knew that we're not playing in like the pre-season uh, Champions League qualifiers, but the players no need to be back as soon. Did they get an extended break? Do you think? I mean, but... Well, no, they'll, they'll get an extended. They'll have the longest break they've had in a long, long time. Certain players will, unfortunately. We've got this, the Scotland games coming up next month, so you like to McGregor, Taylor, potentially Ralston. They'll all, they'll get next week off and then they'll be back at it because like you say there's international games but no they'll get they'll get a, a well deserved rest especially the Japanese boys you know they've played 18 months of solid football but they uh, need to be no, back the 1st of July now or maybe no back to the 15th or something like that yeah yeah they'll get an extra couple of weeks and the good, like you say Matt, the, good, the good thing is we know that there's, there's no qualifiers where they kick off the first week in July so you're back in you know sort of First, second week in June, and you're back in the season, and you've got a couple of friendlies before you've got your first Champions League qualifier. So it's a massive, um, a massive benefit this season, as, as well as other things for qualifying. But see, just going back to saying that I, I don't want to be the, the the disagreeing guy tonight, but I wouldn't. I, I would have McGregor as my holding midfielder. I, I really would. Uh, and I get what you're saying in terms of the physicality is not there. But see, for me, you'll not you'll not get a better player. Than Callum McGregor on the ball starting off the attacks. You know, we spoke about it before in terms, you know, they used Scott Brown there last year and things just slowed down. See, for me, Callum McGregor on the ball, there's not a better <laughs> player in the country. So it's one of these situations where yeah, I know you guys they play it further forward, but see, when you're playing for the forward in Angus system, McGregor would be tied to the left hand side. See, in Angus system, mm-hmm. they don't really roam from a left or a right. You know, Rogic and Turnbull yesterday, they, they tended to just stay left and right hand side. See if that's McGregor. He, he's wasted out there, in my opinion. I, I don't think he impacts the game nearly enough. See, under sort of Brendan Rodgers and, and, and Lennon's, they had played the 4 2 3 1, whereby your number 10 or, or the guy, he had license to roam. And that's where McGregor, back in the day, you had Rogic, Armstrong, they were all massively. 
uh, ben, uh, beneficial in that position. But I don't know. See McGregor for the forward and Andrew's system, I, I'm not convinced. So, so what you're saying, I totally agree with you, Barry, right? When, uh, when he's on the ball, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? But it's when we've no get the ball. You know, I've just, and then it's, when we come up against what we keep, what me and John are saying there about, like, when we come up against, like, the Ibrox midfield, they're uh, all kind of tough guys, hammer throws. We just seem to get muscled with them, I think. Oh, listen, I, I definitely agree. And, and that's where I think... And I'm not putting that on... I'm not just putting that on yeah. Callum McGregor's shoulders. No, no, no. I'm putting that on the full... I'm and, putting that on the full team, basically. Yeah, and you know what? I agree probably with every single point John made about the, the Glasgow Derby matches. It was lost in the midfield. You know, the ones where we struggled a bit, it's because we lost the midfield, which then didn't give us a platform to build more attacks. Because, I mean... Yota and, uh, you know, the, the other guys, Maeda, they kind of came in for a bit of criticism, saying they weren't in the game, but that's because we lost them at field. They, they didn't get a chance to sort of build a foundation and, and let them go and do their thing. They were kind of back to park a lot, and that nullifies these guys, but... Oh, sorry, Barry. No, no, I, no I just, oh. just carry on, mate. Oh, just, I was just going to say, it seems that it's, see if we're allowed to control the midfield, we look, we look beautiful playing, it's great to watch. You <coughs> see when we've got... We're getting nicked at all the time and a bit of physicality. We kind of, obviously, I know the stop starts with the referees with stupid fouls, doesn't it help Celtic rhythm? But it's just when they come up against these teams that are kind of out muscles, we just we never seem to be able to find the rhythm because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, like I said, I agree. I mean, you've spoke sort of offline, Matt, about needing that sort of bit of steel in the midfield, and I do agree with that. It's just how do we go about it in terms of getting the best out of the players that we've already got. Like I say, for me, I like Callum McGregor and, the, and just him constantly getting on the ball and, and, and controlling the game from there. But I, I do take on board what you're saying in terms of we do miss a bit of steel in there. What's your thoughts, uh, Terence? Just, yeah, it's just on, on that one. I can understand where, where the lads are coming from, but I'd be just interested, especially Barry, obviously, being the next player. The, the one worry I have about McGregor in that role is that when he drives forward and he has to drive forward on a lot of occasions because the lads in front of him just aren't sometimes doing it he, especially when he done it in Ibrox my fear is when we lose the ball your if you want to call it your sitting midfielder is now past the ball so and the other two, the other midfielders Jota doesn't track back Rogic at the time wouldn't really track back much or so my worry was all of a sudden there's a gap in the midfield and we especially against Rangers they seem to exploit that on numerous occasions and that's my only fear of not having your your sitting midfielder I, I can understand what you're saying about McGregor and the way he dictates it and he does he's brilliant at it but my worry is when he drives forward and the ball is lost there's so much space between the midfield and the defence and I just feel we get exploited and that's why I, I would always like to see McGregor a little bit further forward and someone who would be more sitting there than in committing themselves as much forward as that. That's that's my only worry about the McGregor situation for me. Like, just to, to me, I think he needs a bit of protection, and mm-hmm. I, I, think, I agree with just what Mark said as well. I think too many teams. I, I think he's sitting too deep. And um, play, play McGregor's absolutely what a, what a season he said. He said a fantastic season as a, as a he's a fantastic football player, Callum McGregor. Um, I think he he's almost has to do too much in there. I just I'd like to see him get a bit of protection and see. Sometimes I feel he's doing a lot of good work and he's doing it too, yeah, too but he's doing it too deep. Where does where yeah. does he play for Scotland? I, I never see him really playing for. No, can I comment? The two man, 
midfield in in Scotland, Mark. He's in the centre midfield. I think with Ryan Jack. So kind of Ryan Jack. Does he give him that kind of? Uh, he, 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 with Scotland, he's kind of the two of them sit, don't they? So yeah. Like a, a Jagan McGregor or a, a, yeah. a Gil, Gilmore and, and John McGinn plays further forward. So kind of like the way Rogers used to play with the two, the two you know, three, Browning and Sharp eyes. So, so he's got. See, this is the thing that is uh, we all go around thinking, you know, what's the best? What what we need to accept is, you know, Ange's uh, system of the four three three. And I, like like sort of Welsh we touched on, he's not going to deviate away from it. He firmly believes in the four three three. So it's it's how do you know in terms of our own opinions and, and mindsets, how do we then fit the best players in, in the system? Because like I say, I don't think Ange is going to go away from this. He's not going to think, well, you no. know what, let's play with two sitters and play one one further forward. He firmly believes in the system, and why not? Look what it's done. It's got him the league. It's got him the cup. It's been very successful this season. So. You know, we'll probably go around all summer thinking, you know, what, what's the best way to utilise McGregor and, and, and add a bit of steel or what have you. But, you know, let, let's see what happens. Uh, so Celtic finished the season. Uh, 39 games played, uh, went 29, drew 6, lost 3, points were 93. Goals for was 92, goals against was 22, points 93. Um, what myself for Marco planning? for uh, the course of the seasons we're going to compare this to because there's a lot of people saying like this has been the worst Celtic team I can show or Vihara like, if we lose the league this is the worst Celtic team we ever lost league so we're going to compare this league title with the previous league titles in, in the next few podcasts just that and I think we're I think we've we've, we've more points tally in in three of the, the nine row titles Mark so we, we look at that. But like this season as a whole, uh, well, gee, it's, it's just been phenomenal compared to where we started and how we finished it. And... It's a bit exciting to watch again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, for, for me, it's, it's one of the most enjoyable seasons I've, I've, yep. I've been to. I've been you know, that. You know, I actually look forward to going, not just going to games and having a drink and having a laugh and everything else, but she got to watch his play just now. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Really good. You never say yesterday could have been a, you know, just a look about and see what happened. It destroyed Motherwell, you know, and that that the, the tone set from the beginning, it kicks off, and the, the players are up for it. And there's a feel good factor in the stadium as well. Everybody's enjoying it. See, when you look, I don't, I don't think anybody other than Angie. Honestly, I really believe that. I don't think any other Angie could have, could have done it. I think that, that's concerning that you've, mm-hmm. you know, with, with so many eggs in the one basket. In terms, of, you could, I mean, you've got four Japanese players there. The, presumably he's had a massive, massive part in, in bringing here. Has he influenced the, the Greek lad as, as well? I think we, I think what he's even, what he's been in even terms of, he, if anyone's got a chance to see the celebrations in the, oh, in, the in, in the dressing room and after the game mm-hmm. at the weekend, but I don't think I, I don't remember seeing a team that looked as tight as that um, for for a long, long time. You could just. It, it just it just, it just looks as if they just want to play for, for, for Angie, and and I think what he did recruitment wise, he took if you get a chance to see that video of Angie flying in, and you see the dejection in McGregor facing the team when they leave that part in an empty stadium last year, for 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 to get from there last season to yesterday, is nothing short of remarkable. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at the stars. I've got a league cup parade in the bag as well, John. Well, league cup parade in the bag, playing as well. She said they're playing fantastic football. Joy to watch. Um, the, the nonsense you hear now. We scored twelve goals more. We lost nine goals left. Like less. You've got you've got uh, you've got more points. The best team. The best team wins the league. That's mm-hmm. that, that's that's the, that's the bottom line. The best football I, I think I've ever seen played was under Tommy Burns with, with the Cadetti. Cadetti, Cadetti, Andreas Tom, George Cadet, the Canio, and Hoydong. But you know what we won? The best team won the league, and mm-hmm. that was them. Best team always wins the league. See, see how humble in that Ange was even after the game and that the way he was talking and that it just. I can see I've becoming one of my favourite Celtic managers ever already just mm-hmm. because of what he's done. And can you imagine if that was Brendan Rodgers or that? I mean, we all know Brendan, but I'm not going to bad mouth him. He'd done good for us when he was here, but it was all about him. Neil Lennon, yep. it was all about him. And yep. doesn't want it to be all about him. No, he was talking yesterday and he was doing that. Being the coaches, Mark. Being the coaches in for the when he was standing with the picture. Like, you know what I mean? But he was standing yeah. yesterday and the book was that he said they like to get people out in Australia to buy into it. They've got sports that they're more interested in, but I've come out here and this has always been the dream, trying to get into Europe, trying to make mm-hmm. a mark and chip. And it is, it's just a really humble guy. It's never going to be... Like the Anne show, do you know what I mean? It's never going to be like that, William. Do you know what would have made his speech though yesterday? If he would have dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just made the speech yesterday. I, I mean, the passion, which we, you, uh, I spoke to you last night in Discord about it, Like the passion his speech alone gave us for next season goes, we're going to walk during the summer, we're going to be in Paris during the summer, we never stop. See if you look at the see if you look at the first few games of the season. He came out, he said he stole it for the start and he stopped by it. Mm-hmm. How easy could it be for him to change his views mm-hmm. right now just because, you know, the size pressure of the pressure he was under exactly. But if that was that he stopped by it, he was going to live by it. And if, if we had the won the league this year, if it fell flat in his face, he'd have put his hands up and said I had to go. You have you have to the same come on to the park yesterday they come over the tunnel and he said, Here's what uh, we'll now welcome the man. It was meant to be getting an early plane back to Australia before uh, before Christmas time, yeah. according, to, according to the Scottish press. You know, when he could stand there in front of 60,000 and say, you've embraced me, you've embraced my family, you've even embraced my jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we go away, we enjoy it, we come back, and we come back, we come back bigger, and we come back better. I mean, to me, it just gets... I mean, exactly. The camera, yeah, the camera panned down on him and his wife and their two kids. Unbelievable, Mark. Mark, see the corner. See the corner flag at the Green Brigade right where I'm sitting there. He, cause he, he comes up. And you, you, you just you, you can't fake what's in the players' faces. I've, I've no. watched them closely, particularly Joe Hart. The man's nuts. Yeah. And, and, and Angie is, is, is real. His wife, when they were clapping, singing Angie Postacoglu, his wife was clapping and sitting singing along. He, he just... He just he, the, ca- the camera fan, he just gets it. The camera fan, and him and his wife and their two wee boys started. Yep. Then they took, they kind of grabbed their head, and he, you could just tell it was like, it's just, we've done, it, like we've done it, hen. Do you know what I mean? That kind of yep. thing. Look, we've, we've made it now after all these years. Kind of idea. Look at what mm-hmm. we're, look at what we're party now. Sorry, sorry, just just yourself. I remember it was on a Tuesday. We we, we texted you. 
the day Eddie Howe deal broke down and we questioned Dan, three of us, me, you, Mark, who is this guy? You know, but by God, Barry, were we wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, John John made it clear, right? He wanted Eddie Howe all along, JFP. He was devastated. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Howe, Howe she is she. We could have had a treble this year if maybe Eddie had been appointed, but I'll take what I've got. But on a serious note, I mean, I never expected him to deliver what he's delivered. And like, like I think with John or well, or sorry, Mark, it was yourself. He, he, this guy, I mean, He's going to go down as one of the, the outstanding managers we've had. I mean, right away, Brendan, yeah, people have got his cracks, but he delivered for the club. See, for me, this is bigger than what Rogers. Mm-hmm. This this title this year, I mean, and speaking about titles, and people have been on the phone, and I'm sure we've all had discussions with pals and fellow supporters. I'm struggling to find a title that I've enjoyed as much as I've enjoyed I this understand. one. And I'm, and I'm talking about stopping 10 in a row in 98. I'm talking about Martin O'Neill's first title, you know, in 2001, and and even the one in '98, the Tommy Burns title, uh, you know, after, just after he passed. These were all fantastic moments for supporters, fantastic moments in the history of the club. But see, this one—it's just a special, special title from I where think, we were. If you yep. turn the clock back 12 months, from where we were as a football club, never mind on the pitch. You're talking with no chief executive, no head of recruitment, no manager. You know, the playing staff, that the, the turnover, the players that were lost, were lost, were captain, were lost millions of pounds worth of talent. From what he's done, it's, it's, it's remarkable, it's miraculous. It goes far as that. And, I've, and I'm sure everybody has enjoyed this uh, title. And it's, for me, it's all down to Ange and what he's done and how he's turned it around. And absolutely over him and so on. Barry, I think that's what, that's what I say. Again, I genuinely, I don't think I'm giving him too much praise at this when I say that when you see you see that video I'm flying in, he, he's come in there with nothing of what's in his head. Um, no background staff, nothing. The first thing he says, we'll sort out the system, get that tech people, get the players playing it as best as we can, then we need to, uh, we'll sort out, uh, we'll need to bring players in, it needs to happen quick, then we'll sort out the nutrition. He wouldn't even talk about his background staff. He's, gave, mm-hmm. he's obviously gave John Kennedy and uh, Laptop Boy He's, he's given them their place and seems to be to, to be quite happy with them and couldn't couldn't be, couldn't be uh, uh, give them any more credit when he speaks about them. But when you look at it, you see you've got four Japanese players in the park yesterday. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm guessing just wouldn't have been here if it hadn't been no. for Angie. The, 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 the team, the dressing room was 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 a burst ball, and you've got a team. The unity in that team is like something I've 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 I've, I've not seen for a long 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 time. I don't. I think I think yesterday that this season's title goes away back up. For me, I was th- I was thinking about it yesterday. You'll be back to us stopping them winning ten in a row. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's how good yesterday was for me. Just, that's just, what we were saying, Mark. Oh, that's that for me. I that was that. was one of the best days in my life. That John when we stopped them yep. doing ten in a row. Yep. Although I'm not at the games and that, the new yesterday's the way. I that's up there for me as well. Even though I wasn't actually there. Yep. I think it was actually even last week against Hearts was really, really, really emotional. Uh, yesterday was just an absolute joy, and the East in the Cape was, I think, it's a just 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 the way we performed. The fact that like it was done, but it's putting on a show. He just the he's, he's not going to. Hank Barry's right. He's not going to surrender. He's he's a he's got his way. He's going to play, and he and he's just not going to surrender that. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the way. That, there's loads of pluses comes with Angie. There might be some negatives. He's just that's the way he's going to play. Concerns me a wee bit. How does uh, does he, when you see how we've 
we've heard against them, and we've, we've had the discussion about being weak in the midfield relative to them being steamrollered. Um, it concerns me a wee bit uh, getting into the, the Champions League as well. Um, mm-hmm. but with it, that wee bit of, as I said, whether, whether lose, I've not seen enough of Lewis Ferguson to know if he's the man, but that, you know what I mean when I'm saying that type of player, something that would give us interest in Barry speaking about. Who, who I, does, I said the same thing you know. as well, didn't it? When we played Leverkusen away, with a, with a brilliant performance out there. But he said after the game, he says he was going to change. That was the way we're going to play. Yep. And that was, you know, there, was, there was no changes for Europe, the league, or anything else. That's the way we're going to play. And to be fair, like in your club, right, like like we did exceptionally well. Do you know what I mean? Just in the group alone that we were in, we were just unlucky. We were in a tough group. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. season together, just won the league. Confidence is brimming. A couple of new players in, and what was the Champions League will bring? Mm-hmm. Don't care. If I'm being honest with you, because I take that as a bonus for a week exactly. away and stuff like that. But for me, it's to it's win the league. I think, I think, I think. If you stand back for this, this you, you could talk about this season forever and a day. If you look at the recruitment, I don't know how many players have brought in eleven, twelve players or whatever. You look at the recruitment to an absolute man. No, Juranovic. Uh, I think Hatati looks tired. I'm expecting to see better with him next year. Mm-hmm. A steal, a steal for O'Reilly. I, I mean, Abada has been absolutely sensational. Um, CCV Starfields come on to a game as well. Adeguchi probably see the best day. Kyogo. Jack and Marcus made a one-man shutting down machine. Like um, we always spoke about JFP, like about, about Celtic signing players that, that never make an impact or, or were waiting. Like, Paul, there's, there's not been a failure. You, no, you, could, no. you, could look, you look, at, look right across the board, there has not been a... Every player that came in... And you, but you look at Joe Hart being the only one with any experience as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think for me... Like I know we're going to talk about player of the years in a moment, but Terence, I come to you. Like we spoke about Joe Hart numerous of times, like but what, what what he's done alone for for this Celtic team is is, is unbelievable. It's like, what we paid from one million. Yeah, it's a sensational boy, and uh, like 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 you said, Paul. I mean, if you're if you're that defence and you've got uh, you've got a guy as good as Joe Hart behind you, it has to instill confidence in you when you consider what was there twelve months beforehand. Do you know what I mean? It was basically a mannequin in goals. It didn't open its mouth. You know, so, you know, you and for, for Ralston, Taylor, Juranovic, Vickers, Starfield. I mean, Joe Hart never, never shut up. What is it, 75 caps, won the Premier League. You know, top-class English goalkeeper. And, and, he's, uh, and he's loving it. He's loving it. And he's been, he's been, a, he's been an unbelievable signing for Celtic. And it's one of the main reasons that Celtic are where they are as well, because... It was a serious problem issue for last for them last year. They had no one in goals. It was literally like three keepers, right? I'll close my eyes and I'll pull out a name, see who's in goals this week. That's basically what, what it was last year. So, so, so it, I mean, he's been phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Ter- Terence, I, 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 I'd posted on the banter page the other day there. I think, I think Callum McGregor's the, 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 the player of the year for me. But for me, no Joe Hart, there's no title in League Cup. No, no. Any other, player, any other player in that team you could... You could take. We survived half a season without Kyogo and played Jakimakis. We survived half a, half a season without Jakimakis and played Kyogo. Anybody else you could take out, Joe, uh, any sensational talent. But you could take anybody out. You take Joe Hart out and you could take a Bain or worse, Barkas in. You, you that, was the biggest, you that, nothing. that was the biggest thing, JFP, that if he got injured, that was yep. the real shit your pants moment for the year. Please, yep. God, don't get injured. Please, God, do not get injured because. 
you looked who was there, you were like, Christ almighty. Barkis is the worst of it. I mean, I stood, really? behind, I stood behind Barkis at the West Ham game, the friendly. Mm-hmm. But he gets beat at me post as he even dies. He's a, uh, I mean, I don't know what, what, what that was all about with Barkis, but Barkis or Baines and they go, you're no, you're no one in the league. I mean, just because, because he was, I think what happens, you can just see, he's a winner. You can just see what he's put right through the back foot. I see JP, like, over the years, we, we've saw on the opposite side of the city make big saves for Celtic, but for me, I, I would agree with yourself, I would agree with Terence, that if we didn't have Joe Hart, one, I don't think our defence would be so organised without him, because his organisation off the ball as well, shouting at players, telling players where to go, even when, even when we're still winning. How fast oh, saw, Joe Hart saw, wants the ball to keep going. Do you get me? He'd just been unbelievable. Like. I saw a thing at Parkhead yesterday I thought I'd never see. was a, was a St George's Cross at the Celtic end. That's the biggest tribute you can pay. Eh? <laughs> Joe Hart. Don't get me wrong, there was only one and it didn't last long. I think it disappeared, but it was, a, it was there. And I mean, you know, the only criticism he had is like, this passion about through the back. Yep. Hey, but yep. that's Ange that's telling him to do that. That's Ange, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, do you know what I mean? But the, the whole back four couldn't he cope with that. See, against, no. against them as well. The whole the whole back four couldn't he cope with that high press against them. Um, do you know, it wasn't he just... It wasn't he just... And he hot a cracky, a long one yesterday. Uh, and out to the left wing. I don't know who it was. It go, I thought it was going to be a goal. See if it was a bend-up goal of the season. Mm. So he kept, I mean... It, it's, uh, what we criticise him for, it's not really his fault, because he's obviously doing his best. It's not as if he's like, deliberately trying to make an arse of these wee passes about the back. Well, it's just what I've watched him today. But when it comes Joe to his Hart. actual job, he's stopping the, stopping the ball going into the net. I mean, who else better can Celtic honestly have than who? No, no one at the moment. And it, I, at the kind yeah. of price range, uh, Joe, I mean, did you say, Paul, a million pounds? Mm-hmm. And the, the experience he's got... It's, don't say I think it was here, yeah, Champions League, won the English League and things like that. But for me, I know we're going to get into it, but I'm going to have Joe Hart for my player of the year because of that, but, Paul. Sorry, the thing about Joe Hart, is, and he said it himself when he, he met Ange, Joe Hart wanted to be loved and he wanted the assurance that he was given a chance at Celtic. He was he was not a player mark who was uh, who was thrown into the deep end in, in Michigand. You know what I mean? He he was he was actually signed and put on a plane off to Denmark and he was starting the game. Did he not the fly himself there, Paul? He did, yeah. Private uh, jet. jet to meet the team mark and play the game. Do you know what I mean? Like like, like what a signing, like I mean like, I'm big at the goalkeepers I always watch goalkeepers like but I, I think he's, he's for me. He's, I, I think my player of the year goes to goes to McGregor, but I certainly think and for all the recruitment has been the best I've seen for a long, long time. As I say there's no failures, but for me, Joe Hart is the signing of the season. Mm-hmm. Like like Barry, like for you being a defender, knowing that you have a pair of safe hands behind you, that's an extra benefit to you. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it's, it's a it's a massive confidence thing. I think we've spoke about it before, isn't it? To, to know you've got. A safe pair of hands, a solid foundation in those goals. It breeds confidence right throughout the team, and not not just your defenders. You know, to know that um, you know even a strikers to know the back there you've got a safe pair of hands. But it's it's 
something he brings to the role. It's not just, you know, he's shot stopping, it's his leadership. It's how quick he starts his attacks. He's mm-hmm. we've all seen it. As soon as that ball goes out for a bye kick, he's got it back within seconds and bang, we're away again. And like as the guys have said that that's an Einstein. He wants these attacks to be you know, we never stop. That he's actually telling we never stop. And and that's what he does. He buys into it. But like I say, his leadership, his experience, everything he brings to the role, uh yeah, you know what? Phenomenal. He's not my player of the year. My player of the year is Carter Victor. I think he's been <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You know, Martin JSP, I've just gave you their player of the year. I can argue mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean Joe Hart. You know, going back there, you know what, what a sign he's been. But like the guy who said, well, she and JSP and that, who has been a failure this season in terms oh, of yeah. We've brought in what, 12, 13 players. Everyone to a man has just been phenomenal. They've, they've bought into to Ange Ball. Uh, and what have you, and like starting out at number one, you know what I mean. There we go. Like it's thank monster on the live chat there. It's, I think he's doing back. So welcome. Um, like he said of 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 all the players we signed that this season, we could only really name two. Mark is 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 Hart and McCarthy. We didn't know who anyone else was that came in, and you know, ah, uh, it's, it's just names really, Paul. Because mm-hmm. I play FIFA and that, I, I recognise names and because the amount of time I spend on the internet looking up football and stuff like that, I, I recognise names. But it's, there was no kind of household names as such, do you know what I mean? That you would just, everybody knew everything about right away kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. even Giacomakis, the top scorer in Holland, nobody really, nobody really had a clue about him, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what would be... Your goal of the season, I think up until yesterday, I had Kyogo in the cup final, but yesterday's one was kind of similar to us, but I, I, I think I'm going to go Kyogo, but I think the most important goal we scored was Radisson against Ross County. I think that was a big game changer in the title, that last gas winner against Ross County in, in Dinguil. Uh, come to you first, um, Brian. Most important goal. Mm-hmm. Like your, your best goal. Like oh, your, your goal of the season. Well, she. Oh, goal of the season. Kyogo in the cup final. Mm-hmm. All day long. He's probably the most important goals. Definitely Ralston's up there. Uh, Abad has it done the United. Yeah. Game. That was that was a a good one to get. Uh, but no, these these goals, Brian, were like for me. The ones you're saying there, Abad, uh, Radisson, like these were goals of Ange's system. What we, we we've been talking about since he came in. We never stopped. Like these were injury time goals.
they're not sending a bad as goals like they're, they were game changers in tipping the title uh, towards uh, us. Uh, like, definitely. We're going to look back on the title win and we're going to look back on these important wins and that was that was just, uh, for me, they're tipped the title towards uh, us. Like, you know, uh, it's you probably know? one of the most important goals this season, Ralston's, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to go with be a tight seconds against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terence? Point to be Kyogre in the cup finals as well. I thought it was just an unbelievable finish. Just unbelievable. He just, he just know, he, the guy just knows where the goal is. And it's just pure class of a finish. But I'd be in agreement with the two lads. The the bad goal against Dundee United and Ralston goal. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're game changers when it comes to winning the league. They're the they're the, they're the matches that win you the leagues when you grind out a result like that. But goal of the season is definitely Kyogos for me in the cup final. Mm-hmm. Barry? Uh, I went for Rogic as Maisie at Tanadice. Mm-hmm. I go to see an absolute brilliant goal. I don't know how many boys he beat. Five, six players curled it right in the far corner. I thought that was a cracker. But, you know, they agree with the guys. You know, there's been some crackers. I loved like Max's Hatati's goal it wasn't just his finish it was the build up it was absolutely yeah. brilliant you know Juranovic to O'Reilly Abada comes in off the wing exchanges passes with Hatati and a beautiful finish but yeah for, for my favourite goal I, I went for um, I went for Rogic against United uh, What about Justice uh, John? I think I think uh, there's a few there's actually been some tremendous goals this year but yeah. I think I, I can't see past the I can't see past the Kyogo's winner in the in the League Cup final, but uh, I'd also have, I think Hatati's against uh, against them, and I think you can see in the, even a badder's goal in, in that game, but it was the three nothing game when, mm-hmm. when he when he ghosts in as well. There was another one. I don't know if you remember when Matt right Matt Riley scored after about forty one passes. Yeah, Kyogo was waiting to come on the part. Perhaps his first game back, I think, and he couldn't get on the the part. And there was another. One, I don't know if it was against St Johnson. There was a ball. Was that that was Kyogo's first game back? He hits a long ball. I think made a chest it. Right in the box, made a chest it. The ball goes about two thousand in the back. Made a chest it and a bad rattles in as well. Was it against St Johnson? Those, a few, games, was a, those goals were in the same game, John. The O'Reilly goal and about that one. It was the seven 0 against St Johnson. That was, was a seven nothing game. Right. I mean, they two two absolutely. I, mean, I, I couldn't. I, I think there's about forty passes in that. But that that ball for Kyogo. The, and that happened again yesterday as well. That's obviously part of the thing as well. You know, made us made the chest sit down and Abada just uh, steals his toffee and just rattles the ball right into the net. You know, it's, uh, it's almost as if whoever's got the best chance to put the ball in the net here. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. Meda does, does well. But I, I think I think Abada, that's, that's a fantastic finish. But and Arely's after the, the passes, he's against them. And, mm-hmm. But you can't say I, I, I watched the Kyogre, I watched the, the League Cup final in Derry. And um, the guy beside me just turned and he said, uh, the first one he said Larson-esque and Larson-esque again. Just absolute, two fantastic goals, but the second one was a, was a pick for me. Mm-hmm. I think as well, like, not only did, did we see cracking displays in the in attacking sense, but the defence this year, like just conceding 22 goals, uh, especially after the second half of the season, uh, Barry, we saw kind of they started dealing with more set pieces better as well. I think you know, I thought the defence this year has been for me, uh, Vickers and Starfield are the best two defenders we've had to play together in a, in a long, long time at Celtic. 
Yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And, and you know, kudos especially at Starfelt. And but I mean, like, never, I've never had my admiration for Carter Vickers on this podcast numerous times. I just think he's an absolute Rolls Royce. I'd go as far as say, you know, Van Dyke. Like, I'm not saying he's, he's as good as Van Dyke, but you know, there was times that Van Dyke in Scotland, I felt he thought he was too good for our game. But I just think Carter. But I mean. JFP said earlier, and quite rightly so, you know, if, if Joe Hart wasn't between the sticks, you know, we might not win this league. I'd go as far to say if exactly. Bakers wasn't there, yeah, exactly. it, it could have been a different season for us. We wouldn't say we're not going to say we wouldn't have won the league, but I think he just brings the, the calmness, the stability. And like I've said previously, you know, having that there, for me, it has helped Starfelt, you know, come into his game. And, and he, mm-hmm. he deservedly, deservedly gets the recognition because he's had a great, you know, season as well started. I felt like okay he's had a few European moments but we spoke about before he was thrown in the deep end in the exactly. team you know way back in, in August time uh, and he's gradually got better and better and like you say and the stats don't lie you know we've, we've conceded the least amount of goals in the league we've got the best defence and those two as a partnership are as good a partnership as I could remember in a long long time at the club mm-hmm. oh, definitely I go I go along with that I think as you said, you know, like the best defence we have is was the last couple of years has, has been Van Dyke like, but we we saw a few times when Vickers was and then we saw there, there was a shakiness, Mark, weren't there, when Welch and Starfield were playing together. It was, it always had to be Cam Vickers or it had to be Welch or Starfield, you know? Uh, it's, it's just uh, it's just a partnership, Paul, just again these guys have just come in and built up that Total understanding there. Somebody asking for about if Carter Vickers and that will be staying. I've just put up what you told me yesterday. For me, that's got to be a priority this summer. No matter mm-hmm. what and who Ange wants to bring in, the priority is going to get Carter Vickers to stay at Celtic for next season. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Jot is an exceptional talent. It'll be fantastic to see him signed as well. But I agree with you. If it was one of the two, it would be CCV for, for me as well. As well. There's a story to, 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 keep, to keep the partnership even growing, to keep that kind of exactly. effort that we've seen this season. You can only get better next year if we stay yeah. together. I just want to tip on that story there, Mark. My my buddy's um, a sports fan, and he was over at the sports national game there during the week, and supposedly Vickers was there. And the rumour was going around sports that Vickers still sees, sees still wants a crack at the Premier League. And he's, he's, he hasn't made any decision about Celtic yet because he wants to see what teams would actually come into him after a big display uh, for Celtic this season. So He doesn't stand a chance to get in that team. No, Spurs don't want him. Well, there's no getting back to Spurs. That's not given. He wants to see if other Premier League teams eventually would come into him. I mean, you, you mentioned Newcastle, Paul. Can you see Newcastle. the money that Newcastle have got going for Carter Vickers? No. Not he's he's threatened loads about seven different teams. Exactly. To me, they'll know where to take a chance. I think if he was here for another season, perhaps, in, exactly. and Champions League performed well, then that might be a different scenario. I mean, I'm, I, don't get me wrong, I'm with Barry. I think Catalog is the best player for us this season. Yeah, I think but just when you look for, at the money in England, I don't think they're going to be chatting his door too much to actually give a first-team place anyway. No, I think for... If they stay for a season with Champions League, that's well, she's saying there. Why don't we play for Fulham or Leicester or something like that? I think he's been. 
I think he's been he's been excellent. He's and he's he's my priority signing as well. But I don't think he's I don't think he's ever Van Dyke in his life. No, because we look right. The teams that are supposed to interest us: Everton, who still can get relegated. So that that depends on them staying up. Uh, there's Fulham, who are coming up, and they're going to be a team, in my opinion, that are more likely to go back down. Ah, uh, you're just fighting for survival right you, away, isn't it? Yeah, you've Crystal Palace and. There's always a freaking Brendan Rodgers thrown in there as well. But for me, if I was Cameron Vickers, I, I'd look at my career throughout the past couple of seasons. What you were saying there, Reggie, he's been, been on loan for about seven different clubs, even in the low leagues. And Martin O'Neill said this yesterday. Martin O'Neill said, Vickers now needs to make a choice in his career. Does he stay at Celtic knowing he's going to be playing week in and week out? He's already had... Uh, USA scouts over looking at him. Is that a that was him. a big thing for me. That's yeah. what was bothering him before yeah. about his chances with uh, exactly. the, U- the US team. Well, Steph, he's, he's, he's been around a long time. He's been exactly. Long time. That's what I'm but saying. He is only 24. Yeah, still young, like still very, very. I think I I would actually I don't know why he would even think about leaving Celtic, especially Mark, like you said, in which the week Champions League next season. This he's is not, another season for him to showcase himself. He's damn he well, can't compete. Is he ever, if he leaves Celtic the new Paul, is he ever going to get a chance to play in the Champions League again? No. I don't, I don't, I don't I think he's been fit. He might, he might, but it's a gamble. No, no, that's that even, I mean, it's not as if any English teams for the Champions League are going to come in for him this summer. So, no, right, he's, he's 24, he'll need to get down there, maybe to a, to a Fulham or something or an Everton and try and catch the eye. Yeah, but it, I mean, that, if he decides not to come to Celtic, he's probably thrown away the only chance he'll have to ever play in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And that's that supposedly right. where players want yep. to be. Do you know what I mean, sir? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Sure. As I said, I think, I think he's been fantastic, Mark, but I think you're 100% bang on. I don't think, uh, I, I don't think he's, 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 he's in, in, in the same league as, as, as uh, Van Dijk. And if he doesn't go to the Champions League with us, I don't think he'll be going with anybody in, uh, anybody in England. No, I think he's got a money then. Surely he's got a money issue if he does leave. Like, if he's, if he's a chance to play Champions League football with Celtic, now he's he can play in club football. And if he's willing to say, oh, I'd rather go to a, an Everton or a Fulham. See what you're saying there, Terms. I say this, see when I'm doing the moderating on the English forums and that. 
they all talk about players and they all want to leave, like say you're looking at Aston Villas, they want to play for Champions League teams. They don't want to play for Champions League teams, no, they want no. the wages at the Champions League teams paid. Do you remember that time? And that, do you know what I mean? That I wrote, that's the thing, because then I say to them, if you want to play in the Champions League, come and play with Celtic then, and you've got a 50-50 chance of If you come in and perform to a Champions League level, Celtic will be the platform to get into that that's Champions League. The thing with that, Mark, the prestige exposure we're going to get next season with the Champions League, and the feel-good factor in the club when we're going places. Where exactly. He sells next season. He's, I mean, and it's not just him. There's going to be plenty in that in that window where people are going to look at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtics, Celtics very, very quickly became a kind of a, 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 a attractive prospect for players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every, every, everything's kind of buzzing about Ange, about us winning the league back and we're getting into the Champions League. So, it's a, it's a, there's a big pool there even Carter Vickers decides to leave there'll be, there's a big pool there to get somebody as good as if not maybe better in. and I've said mm-hmm. the same with Yota if Yota doesn't want to be here we see the money we're going to make off this season with the Champions League money go and maybe sign a kind of marquee sign and something that, somebody a wee bit special that we maybe couldn't maybe get without that kind of money So I, I, as John said and I've said it to you as well Paul now, for me Carter Vickers if it, between the two, it's going to be Carter Vickers all day, all mm-hmm. day long. I remember um, with Zaha for Crystal Palace there, it was about two years ago, he said he wanted to leave for a Champions League team. And at the time, Arsenal were going, kind of going through a crisis. And they made a bid for him. And he caused uproar in, in the club, like saying, why didn't you sell me? And Steve Parrish at the time, Tonton, he said, well, they you know, the agreement was if a Champions League team came in for you and Arsenal aren't a Champions League team. Do you know what I mean? That was the, one of the best comments I ever heard from him. That's like, mind your feet low, like, won't this? Oh, that's the key thing Lowe would have done, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, moving on, I suppose, look, we go to... The, John, the just, John, are you all right for time? Aye, I've... I've, I've, I've um... I'll, I'll get another 10 minutes or so or 5 o'clock. I just heard the rumour yesterday, I don't know if there's any truth in it, but uh, I remember Desmond's laddie was meant to be getting on the board a couple of years back. I heard, heard rumours that that's back on, the, that back on the cards again. Anybody heard that? Yes, it's for, uh, do you know what? I was only thinking of that there the other day when, when Peter Law's son came into the recruitment, mm. right? Uh, Mark Love when he came in and I'm just trying to put two and two things together I honestly think Mark we could see David Desmond's son yeah exactly. <laughs> I think we could put David Des- I think David Desmond's son Mark will come in there definitely that's been going on for a couple of years now yeah. uh, so no, I wouldn't surprise me if that I happened. think he's kind of been bred into it already Jeffrey because he's been tending to He's been represented there with Desmond as well on on the AGM and, and stuff. Like just just, you just, go just, to, not, I, just ask John about this. Yeah, the last time you wrote John, it was the board. You were really into the board about if they kind of the ambitions to match the fans in that. So. Yeah, I know with, with Peter Lord going, JFP, like, and Michael Nixon coming, like he's back the manager, we've got the transfers in. Uh, you, we, we've made changes in the recruitment, been with two lads from sports science. We're after bringing in the scouting director, no, like just yep. changes yep. coming. Are you seeing us going going different change behind the scenes? I think it's good to see if, if that's true that Desmond's boys uh, coming in as well. He's meant to be a 
mm-hmm. a Celtic man. I don't, I don't, I don't think you could criticise the the club. This is you look at rec- recruitment. As I say, it's been it's been immaculate. Let's say there's there's no failure there. Um, but you know we've put the if you've had your man coming in for recruitment, he started out sports science. If 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 if, if uh, Desmond's boys come in, I, I don't think. I, I think I think you'd be a hard man to be criticising the club for much this season. To to, to be honest, I got into a um, spat with somebody in the forum or the other day. I don't know if you read it, John, because I said that if you've got to give the board some amount of credit for what's happened this year. Absolutely fantastic, you know. Because every decision Disney, the final decision, whether Range wants it or not, it's still there that are signing checks and making the actual final decision. So if you're praising Ange, you've got to, and you give the board grief when things don't go well, you've got to give them credit for when it does go well. Aye, and they've obviously backed him, they've obviously backed him, and I think they will continue to back him. I don't think Ange's the type of guy that, do you remember, do you remember he did some fantastic comments a way back at the start, you may remember him, but he didn't, he, he, he pretty much threw the board under a bus. When he when he said, I'm always, he, he took the blame for the, the lack of players he's selling, he, his comment was something he, I can't remember what it was verbatim, but the comment was something to the effect that I'm obviously, the buck stops me, but I'm obviously not doing a good enough job here convincing the, the board, the players that we need here. And then we had the January transfer window, when, when they, I think many of the Japanese players came in in the transfer window as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they were signed and done, and it was the window wasn't even open, George. They were done and done. That's, that's exactly right. And, and according, to, according to Scottish press, Aaron Ramsey was the best bit of business ever done in Scotland in a, in, a, in a January transfer window. Eh? I'm just hearing as well that uh, their friends in government are giving it jo- uh, head over to Seville. They're giving it jot tight on the plane. Jot has been getting it tight on the plane for our friends in government heading over to Seville. Oh. They never let you. They never let you do, eh? No, they don't. Like, I mean, you know, if I was a, if 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 I'm a football fan, and you know what, you if you see another player, like you, you should be starstruck if you see another professional football player on the same plane, no matter who on they that, are. Like, on, you know that, I mean? on that note, before I go, Paul, they should never be allowed back in the stadium again. No, uh, I see. Uh, I seen Mark comment to uh, discuss the forum the other day. There, why why would you want to let them back in? There was a fantastic atmosphere in there yesterday. Even the last, the last, the Glasgow derby when they were there, it was a, it, it was a fantastic atmosphere as well. I, I, I don't know why anybody would want to let them back in the stadium. And uh, if FFA's got something to say about it, the, the answer could be that we'll see you, know, you, you can get back, you can get back in when you, when you can guarantee the safety of background staff that had to get stitched after their visit to Ibrox. So for, for me, they wouldn't be back in the stadium. Definitely. No. Um, Brenty, just what you what what John was saying there about the the board, like there there seems to be going in the right direction for a change. You know what I mean? The fact of the matter is, we shouldn't be talking about the board. No. And that's that. No, but it, to me, that's it. If we're successful in the park, and the board are doing what they're doing behind the scenes. Exactly. So we're talking about them when they try to make us. They try to come with most the fans and making decisions that are wrong on that basis, but you know, stick stick to making stick to making the right decisions and make the club money and let hands go over the football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they seem to be on the right road. Yeah, they seem to be heading in the right direction. Bringing in Mark, bringing in the fella like Mike and Lawrence. I mean, who, who, who from what I read about him, Mark is supposed to be 
one of the best scouts that Man City had, and they've actually got it that he's gone for Man City. Do you know what I mean like, and and people are giving stick then because it's I think that's a good thing. But Mark, but she, if that's what it takes, John put something up about the everybody's going about nepotism, but John put something up about the difference between nepotism and actually using contacts to do the best for your business. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because Marquis definitely won't be at the club if his father was still No, no, I don't think he does. would have, no. But again, yeah. I don't think he would have been here. I don't think he'd have came, Paul, if he wasn't Peter Will's son. Yeah. I mean, exactly. he's been a Celtic supporter all his life. You don't do that job for the Man City group at that level for 10, 12 years or whatever. And especially too, Mark, as well, that Ange knows it. And he's worked with Ange as well in... In Japan, we say Yokohama. Do you know what I mean? And so, like this, us beginning this fella, like you, you want about prize money that we have for Champions League. The the scouting ability that this fella has, that maybe the contacts that he has. Do you know I mean the players that he he knows can do a job? I think Mark, it's it's one of the biggest appointments we've done in in the board for a long, long time behind the behind bar first team players. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that as well. I think it's a great appointment. I don't really see any. See if it wasn't Peter Wilson. Maybe we'd, exactly. we'd be shouting through the rooftops that we'd yeah, exactly. coached. It's like, as I said when I was arguing on the forum about it, Paul, if it was Bayern Munich or Barcelona or Real Madrid, he'd be scouting and recruitment, we'd be saying, oh, well, that's some, that's some move for us. How did we manage to do that? Man City scouting and he did recruitment is with a level as any of the other clubs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the biggest, richest clubs in the world. And, and he's, he's done that job for after, so... Uh, no. He's just not looking after Man City. He, he's, 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 he's the, he's the, the whole group. For, for the whole group, like, you know what I mean? Jeffrey, um, just before you go, you're, you're player of the year. And why? Callum, Callum McGregor for, for me, I think. And that's, I mean, see, yeah, I mean, I say that there's, there's no failure, Paul. You know, there's no been a failure in recruitment. There's no a failure in the. the, in, in the it's the one season when you could actually name a good few players for the player of the season, Jeffy. You could name the strongest players. You know what I mean? I think I think for Callum McGregor for his first. I mean, it could be it could be Joe Hart for his bigger contribution. It could be Carter Vickers. It could be you know. For your goal, it could be Jackie Marcus. Who, you know, but for, a, for a, me, a ladder for everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, goals and assists. For a young lad, that's for what a debut season he's had, honestly. Is he 19? Is he 20? Just turned 20 in with John I. Fantastic player. Um, John, do you know what I noticed yesterday about about, about Carl McGregor? And and you could see that he's a Celtic man, true and true. When he was up singing, the the players themselves kind of walked away after the chance that, but he was still there with the fans singing on his own. Champions again, or lay lay with a Celtic staff around them. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many times Kyogo come back to dance as well. <laughs> 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 uh, the moment for me was when Kyogo and Abada came out of the corner when a tune was on for the two of them. It was Scooter, I think. Was it Scooter? I think was playing Welsh, I think. Was it Scooter? Well, we're not getting into that again, are we? <laughs> no, the Kyogo song. Miley, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the two of them, as soon as they came on the channel, the two of them came bolting over to the corner and they just dropped them up and down in front of us. Brilliant. He loves it, though, don't he? Kyogo loves it. Two boys with completely different mm-hmm. cultures and backgrounds and then embracing what's going on there. It's brilliant. That's what I say. See right across the, see right across the park. Uh, well, she, I, I think 
There's a massive, massive Angie factor in here. In terms of recruitment and what he's done for the spirit of the club. If you, if you get a chance to see the celebrations in the dress, you can see, uh, you, you know, that they're just a tight group. And, and I, even, that's what it comes from. They even waited to, to pop open the bottles of champagne until Joe Hart yeah. came in, JFP. There, yes, I saw one of those kids. Like it. It's just, I think Barry, we spoke about this numerous of times, like that this team. Uh, they're just all together. Do you know what I mean? Just they just seem to be all, all getting along. It's, it's down to one man, and I think it's a lot too has been down to Callum McGregor. And you could see why he was nominated for captain because like these are players who didn't know each other, and he kind of brought this group of players together as well on the pitch and off the pitch. Callum needs to take a lot of credit for that as well. If you ask Ange, he talks mm-hmm. about he doesn't even go in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. No, Callum McGregor, yeah, he's actually the player. So I mean, no, there's got to be some, you know. The rapport in there must be fantastic just for it to be players themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you just you yourself, who's your um, player? Carter Vickers, definitely Carter mm-hmm. Vickers. Um, I thought, I think he seems to have this turn of pace that you would expect of a big guy. Um, but I, I think it was Livingston away we were watching, and I just couple of times with the ball was because we always struggled at Livingston mm-hmm. ball was in the box and for such a wee guy I kept seeing how big he could jump and you get no see them up close and I just for that for then on I just watched him for the rest of the season I thought oh she will do it for me you think to, defender. I don't know if this is showing my age again John maybe you'll need to back me up on this do you know I think he's got a bit of the Paul McGrath about him mm-hmm. that's stature isn't he and just the way he moves about the park and that that's what he keeps me in a mind Carter Vickers there's a calmness about him, ain't there? Oh, he never looks flustered, never. No. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's no fancy. He's, he's, I don't think he's like that. He's, 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 he's solid, you know. But only, I, I think the thing I thought yesterday is the only thought when I was in a touchline against the West Ham, it's, and you could see it again yesterday against Smaller, we're a very, very small side. Mm-hmm, definitely. Even, even in the your two centre halves, I mean, I think he, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's over six feet. His makeup's more like a sweeper, isn't he? Aye, and you've you you you've not got a lot of height in the team. In the team, he's been. He's, I'm not criticising him because he's been absolutely fantastic. Maybe that's why then JFP, maybe Premier League clubs, maybe haven't been looking at him because of his height. I, I, I mean, I think he, I think he's given you everything. Whether he's played beyond himself or not, we'll, we'll know next season. Mm-hmm. As I say, I think he's he's been brilliant. Don't want to take it away from the guy, but I don't I don't think he's Virgil Van Dijk, and. Um, I think he, I think he could be I think he could be he could be replaced if he has to be replaced. Try to keep one of these try and keep him for me as well. It's not just how well he's played this season. Him and Stark felt I thought we had a great season together. I mean, twenty two goals between them in the league, Reggie. How well the last time we've gone into the following season with a settled back four? You know, we can add to mm-hmm. it, we can change things around. But them two there, you know, if he leaves, realistically we're looking at getting it right. You know, at the moment, exactly. if he stays, from scratch, at the moment, yeah. if he stays, I'm looking at somebody that can come in and help them. Though they'll sort of take over this competition, but if he leaves, then we need somebody that can replace him. Mm-hmm. And Barry, come to you. What we know already because you jumped ahead and spoiled everything, Barry. <laughs> uh, I've been telling you this for the last. Three yeah, years. you have. In fairness, Mike, <laughs> you have. Uh, uh, for me, uh, absolutely. I think he's been sensational. I, I, I really do. I, I'll not go over what I said earlier. You know, but. Uh, and I know what Will, uh, sorry, Jeff is saying about he's not a Virgil Van Dyke, and he's not. But I don't think we need him to be a Virgil Van Dyke. 
I don't mm-hmm. think we need that, fans. You know, he's very good at what he does. He's very composed. He's very strong. And you know what? See, for his height, he doesn't lose very many jobs no. in the air. He's very, very good in the air, Carter Vickers. Um, so he's without that. And, and you know what? My favourite player is McGregor always has been. And, you know, he, he has been sensational. But for me, I'm just, I would go with Carter Vickers. And you know what? I know there's not a young player of the option, but I'm glad Mark mentioned Abada. Abada. I think sometimes he gets a wee bit overlooked, but there was a stat came out today. He's got more goal contributions than any other player at the club. He's mm-hmm. got 28, 15, I think 15 goals and 13 uh, assists. Uh, so, and that for a guy who's maybe you know, played every game, I think, and uh, he's just a young lad coming to the country, uh, I think he deserves recognition for that. He was out he for a wee spell as well, he wasn't he? Was, yeah, he was, COVID, COVID and then picked up a knock as well. Mm-hmm. He was another one. I mean, well. with, but I'm sure when you think about the injuries we've had for this season. And Unbelievable, Mark. That's what I'm saying. Oh. This season, like, for us to be, like, we had no right to be in a title race in January considering the injury that we had. We, we had. There were stages we had no Cal McGregor. Hart was missing for a few games. Kyogre was missing for half the season. You know, Abada was missing. Yasha was missing. Like these were big, big players. Like and for, for the team, like for like this. This is just showing, like just what you're saying. That every player bought into the arms system. Like any player that came in, they didn't let the team down. They came in and they did their job. And like, look at Abada, Abada went to centre forward. Remember this? Yeah, yeah. Scored two. You know, like we we, we beat. Uh, a real Batiste team with a second string Celtic team back back in the, the Europa League. You know, like it's been, it it has really been a, a quite incredible second season. Like you know what I mean? Um, Mark, who's your uh, player of the year? Uh, Joe Hart, Paul. I mean, I was one. I said a couple of months ago that I thought McGregor would get it, and I can understand why, but. For me, it's just Joe Hart, just for everything he's done that we spoke about, everything he does as a, as a keeper and part of the squad, the kind of experience he brings in, I just think he's been one of the most important but signings in a long time. That he, that he, he wasn't included in the team of the year, that Craig Gordon has conceded more goals than him, and Joe Hart has only conceded 22. Like, we always said, Mark, that it's it, it's actually harder to be a Celtic goalkeeper than it is to be a heart keeper or a team keeper because you're constantly in your face. Do you know what I mean? And with, with Joe Hart, he's only getting to make one or two big saves in the game, but he, he still has to keep his concentration throughout the game. Do you get me? Uh, you know? he's, made, and, he's made a few wee daft mistakes as that goes in, but see if, he, well, we, see if he wasn't making a wee daft mistakes, Paul, he wouldn't be a Celtic. Yeah, but we talk about that. No, I mean, it's just his, his age. He's maybe catching up like, a bit. But there was there was as many big saves that Joe Hart made like that game against um against the old farm like when when it was one on he he went down to his second near post Aye. just to, and then, and then he got back up then to make the second save like like this is for me one billion pounds mark is it was a steal like do you know what I mean it was like definite bargain co- considering what you're paying for players now mark do you know what I mean like realistically another goalkeeper coming through. Oh, aye. <laughs> I haven't heard, Wendy. I haven't uh, I'm going to go Joe Hart anyway, the, the same as Mark. I, I said Joe Hart all along as well, so it's it's, it's Joe Hart. Um, Terence? Yeah, for me, it would be Joe Hart as well. I, uh, as much as I love Callum McGregor and I was delighted to see him have the season he had, I thought Joe Hart was just 
unbelievable. And on those two matches in particular, Paul, the, the save, the save he made in in the the derby match in in their place down to down the bottom corner, fabulous save. And then the save when it was one all, the parkhead there that near the end of the game, it was mm-hmm. an unbelievable save that he made as well there as well. So. For me, for me, it was Joe Hart. I think he's been he's been immense. He's been absolutely brilliant. And again, one of the main reasons, as we said already, that the title is back where it belongs and normal service is resumed. Do you know what, though, Barry? I I think this season, and I can't remember a season like it, that you can pick any player really to be up there for for, for your player of the year. Everyone has been. Phenomenal. Like you, you, you could even track back to Craig Taylor, who for me has he got his fair share of criticism as well. Craig, Craig, Craig Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> but, but he is uh, But he to hear you. Craig Taylor. Is that that's that, that that you've got to say that? Is that not a, a singer? A Bailey Simon song. Jesus. But no, it's not Craig Taylor. You you could pick any. Oh, any Craig David. Craig David. I'm hanging. Back to the podcast. The most impressive thing, Paul, it's the team. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's played their part. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can go through many of them. We've talked about the defender, talked about the goalkeeper, that's got some of your guys' nominations. The contribution that the forwards have made Kyogo, Giacomacca, Shota, Abada, you know, Callum McGregor is the anchor, Rogic, the performances he's put in. O'Reilly since he's came in and in January and before that David Turnbull before he got injured at Christmas time. So but the most impressive thing is, is how they've performed as a team and where we are right now. Uh, and, and that's champions of Scotland and that's because of the contribution of the whole squad and that's the most impressive thing. Uh, but like I say, we'll have to pick individuals. We've all gone for uh, various different players, but for me as a team that's been the most impressive thing. Like, I, think, I think after the uh, trophy parade and that yesterday, we can put to bed all this talk about who gets medals and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's been a struggle as well. You, you struggle I mean, that Pete and Belly was out there getting a medal and everything yesterday. But you know, you know what, Mark? Those are the cinch medals. The official medals are the ones that you know you have to get appearances for. I think that's what they were talking about. Welsh and McCarthy were one short up until yesterday. Yeah, it's official medals. Those, those are just the sponsorship medals. It's, well, uh, one of, I read that up, uh, one of the rules, Barry, says that uh, you get 25 medals but the club can buy more. can purchase some, that's right. Aye, well, the, we interpreter and I've been here one yesterday as, as, a, as well as the, God, there was an absolute entourage. That's back what I mean. Staff, I've, aye, every, everybody seemed to be turning up for them. Yeah. 92 of Celtic's 135 goals this season, Mark, have been scored by players who haven't been at the club last season. There were 10 players who weren't at the club last season, and 92 of them. Like, that's just shown what JFP was saying there about, about recruitment. Like, you know what I mean? We, we, we were missing big players. Abada was stepping in, Yasser was stepping in, do you know what I mean? Jay Marcus was stepping in. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the science have been. Just brilliant, like. They were stepping into well, done for them, Paul. But just even, do you think she wants to have actually arrived and realised what it's at the size of the club and the pressure that's on them as players? And like, I mean, a bad a bad and beat on the kind of posting about their social media's about their love for each other. And that's obviously beat took a bad under his wing when he came exactly, here and yeah, stuff like definitely. that. And, and 
Abada, Yota, even Carter Vickers had been just dodged about lower league English teams. I mean, they've come into that kind of atmosphere and that kind of pressure and they've stepped up to the plate. Like above and beyond. Above and beyond. Did you see his hair? Did you see his hair yesterday, Paul? Did he cut his? He's got a daft middle dig. Oh, God. Brilliant. It was shocking. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Did you see it? <laughs> oh, it was horrific. It looked like a wig. It was, <laughs> it was horrendous. Like. I was looking but, at him going, Jesus, man, you're a disgrace. What's your hair? Fucking hell, like. I'm definitely not going like to like he was in sixth. But he looked like he was in sixth class or something like that. Honestly, <laughs> he looked like he was going to school tomorrow. He was fucking horrendous. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder Andrew's isn't giving him a game so much. <laughs> Worse than Paul's man, bun. Two two players, lads, who have been great servants to the to the club since two thousand thirteen when they signed. Uh, <laughs> Neil Beeson and Tom Roderick. Mark, they were. Beeson got criticised because no fault of his own. He was put in the position when he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be playing those centre back mark, you know what I mean? But I think this is what we saw what Need Beeson does beat the Celtic. I, I can't fault him this season, Paul. You really can't. Mm. But everybody knew what he could do playing that position. It was just Rogers decided he was playing as a centre back. I see mm. Julian's a wee, a wee dig about it as well. I speak about Julian now. Uh, yeah, he says that he'd a dig about I uh, made a player, see a centre midfielder in there or something like that. But no, well, Newbeaton's a good player in there, Paul, and again, it's just maybe no the ideal player for the way Ange wants to play. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's probably that, and I said that so I go, Paul's just his age, blah blah blah. Maybe want time for him to get back to Israel, and that's what he's doing with his family, sir. All mm-hmm. the best to him and good luck. Like it's, it was, it was really nice as well at the club market to let Roger and be something out the the league. You know, it was uh, a nice Like they, they, they spent practically, Mark. You could say they spent uh, most of their career at Celtic, like, but as you said, Mark, there comes a time when family does come first, and that's the reason I said it here three weeks ago that Tom Roger was going to leave, and I was right. Always right. I'm always right. So don't be dissing the stats. Right? <laughs> you know, always right. Barry, you were on the podcast three weeks ago and I said Tom Logic's going to leave. Just say hi, Barry. Just a game. We've, we've been doing the podcast for about 18 months now. You're going to get something right at some point. <laughs> <laughs> the well, you know what? Two, two fantastic servants for the club and they'll be fondly remembered because mm-hmm. they've been at the club uh, you know through a really successful period uh, and you know they both both made massive contributions um, you know Rogic came to the club as a young guy uh, spent most of his adult life here you know, I was actually looking at the across. pictures there when I was looking through the pictures that Barry when he signed like Jesus, he he was a really young lad when he signed for Celtic. Yeah, I think I think he was only nineteen or twenty year old. So he came across from Australia, Central Coast Mariners, and uh, you know nobody's really heard them. But he's made a massive impact. He's left us with some great memories. Goals against, uh, especially the Aberdeen Cup, cup final, yeah. cup final goal, you know, real, his cup yeah, final goal. That's, that's in the folklore. Do you know what I mean? That's 
that'll long live in the memory. And you know, he's always been a big game player. Uh, you know, blighted with injuries at times, and you know, sometimes people questioned his fitness. But you know, all in all, both of them have been fantastic players for the club, and I wish them both really well, and hope. Hopefully, you know, they enjoy the rest of their careers. Uh, but a real, you know, I, I was at the game yesterday as well, and I must admit, I felt a bit oh. emotional about the pair of them, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't emotional. Rogic uh, got, got really upset. See, when he, he went off when they subbed him at the camera. I didn't, see, I don't, I don't agree with things like that. The camera kept panning in on him. B. James Forrest was sitting talking to him, and he was just sitting there wiping his eyes, trying to hide, wipe away the tears and that. No, you could tell that it was... He was really upset about it. I'm just, I mean, his wife, I'm sure his wife's Scottish. Which is, and he's going to, well, he's not going back to Australia. He said that in no, an interview. He's not, just no, to go to home. Aye. So I don't know if Angie's maybe going to try and sort him out at maybe a gig in Japan or something like that, Paul. But mm-hmm. I just think what's, it's what's weird it, for it, his what, age. Because he's only 29. 29. I think it's weird that he's maybe took this decision to move on now. Especially after having one of his best seasons for us. I think it's very strange. It was his best season. I, I think Angie, Angie got the best out of him, and with the two of them being, being Australian, you know, I, I was quite surprised that uh, uh, Rodgers I'm disappointed to see him going as well. But uh, it's a strange one. It's, it's obviously like a personal decision. Because... Isn't it, Jeffrey, when, when you see two of them, two of them leave at the same time, like you know, it's an end of of an era, like but. Just go Mark to stop me leaving you in them. I think yeah, Barry discussed with us. Do you think that now looking at them two players leaving, that this could have maybe been the reason why they gave James Forrest this extra contract extension because the two experienced players leaving? You had to put a damper on the night you, didn't you? Oh. No, I think it could have been done, could it? How did I put a damper on the night? <laughs> <laughs> I went from I went from two players But if I pay pure homage to Tom Rogic and Neil Beaton you bring up we gave James Forrest a two year contract extension yeah, we were on a happy mood there But yeah I'm not happy that he's getting a two year contract Well I'm not be, happy about it But do you think that do you think that could have maybe been the reason that an experience two experienced players leaving So Mark would you would you prefer to see three players leaving leaving <laughs> <laughs> you walk into kind of worms. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> to you know. <laughs> no, but I didn't. I, I probably has maybe got a party at Paul. And as we spoke about in the last pod, it's, it's got to be in lower wages and that. It's got to be more. It's definitely not going to be. No. A first team, like anyway, do you know? No, it's definitely not going to be a first team. A first pick, anyway. No, I can't see it. So maybe it is because somebody gave it, but I say see if it is on it's on a mere appearance based wages and that fair enough, but I still think it's a really, really weird decision to give Forrest a new contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you are you're, you're two midfielders down again and we're already we're, we're, just as we've been talking I think we all agree that uh, some of uh, agree that uh, the midfield area we're needing to strengthen and you're a further two midfielders down now. So the mm-hmm. so, so the need is even more. I'm sure Angie knows that, that um, and he'll be he'll be looking looking to, looking to strengthen there. But it's just just a strange one. I mean, obviously, I think the, the club was only offered the two of them a, a contract, so it's obviously a, it's obviously a personal decision for the two of them. Yeah, 
You can understand. You can maybe understand if he beat on. He's what thirty one now or something. So yep. maybe want to play every week. He's not going to play every week at Celtic. I mean, Barry, we could have you. When you're a young player, you want to play every week, no matter who it is. When your career's winding down, you want to make sure you're getting every every game under your belt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And Bouton's at that is like you've said, Matt, you know, and it's not like he's 34, 35, where you would be prepared to potentially play a bit part player. He's still got a good few, and he's a fit guy. You know, he's still got a good few years, so I think he's probably come to the realisation that he is going to be a bit part player, play here and there at the club, and I think he's probably decided along with his family that now's the, the best time to move on. And You know, what better time to go away on a high, uh, winning a, a, another title, another medal to add to his collection? Did I read? Is it is it thirty thirty trophies between the two of them? Is this? Oh my God! Tonight, by what? You're getting it tonight, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to run a podcast here, like, you know what I mean? We're better off saying one one fourteen, the other one sixteen, the same as them guys. You know, but no, but it's, it's been so... Medals, Paul. It's, it's been some... Yeah, but it, it, it has, like, it has been some trophy heart, like, between the two lads, like, you I mean, to, to win that amount of trophies at one club, like, and I'm sure, like, Roderick had his chance to leave, Mac, or Beeson might have his chance to leave, like, but... Well, we'll get you this chance to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I, I don't know where it's at in Asia, John. I don't <laughs> mean that one on the forum. I didn't know where they were, what continent it was. Yeah, the two uh, continents. Was it Qatar or whatever it was Qatar. that wanted to yeah. offer them serious, you know what I mean, like serious money, and it was just, they turned that down. I mean, we don't, we don't know, but you know, in these personal life. The mad thing with Roger, because see if he went last season. You waved your hand, waved your wife by, saying, see this season, it's a wee bit gut-wrenching now, because he's had a great season. Mm-hmm. And Beaton's probably the same. And it's a nice gesture too, Mac, by the club, like, not to look for a fee in the last year, because that Celtic are in their right to ask for a fee too, Mark, do you know what I mean? You know, it was a nice gesture by the club to let them go as well. I've seen so as well, Paul, that some people said it was the last year was like a year's option. Like the yeah, like like Lee Griffith thing that time. Lee, ah, but I've spoken about this before, Paul, because it happened with Scott Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Celtic seem to be even in future when players sign contracts. We need to keep keep this in mind, Paul. It seems to be that Celtic announced that they've signed a five-year contract, but it's only four. When it comes when it comes to the crunch, it's only a four-year contract with like a year's option. But they don't announce that at the time. It's only when it comes in. Well, that could be we, we could find out so much down the line. So that that could be the same. So I don't know whether that's James Forrest, like you know what I mean. I don't know. He had a year to go, Paul. And we've given him another two. So that's like yeah. a two-year extension on the mm-hmm. year that he had. But it, that's when it came up with Scott Sinclair because there was a wee bit of confusion with his contract and stuff like that. And I put up links to actually the Celtic website when they announced it as a contract, and then it turned out that the final year was only an option, sir. We need to kind of keep an eye on that, maybe when they're talking about these kind of, what's getting reported, it's what they're signing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as I've said as well, Paul, see when you, if you looked into it, how much would it 
keep them in wages for a year if they just stayed here to leave for nothing next year. Bonuses that they might be due and all sorts of stuff. But even if they did have a, cont- a year left, Paul, probably you're talking only a couple of hundred thousand exactly. pounds they would be arguing about when they were off. Look what we're saving wages down. Aye, aye. It's actually cost you more to keep them there if they're going to be sitting on the bench. Aye. You know what I mean? You know, like good news this week. Plus, as well as the, end, the end of every contract as well, you're due a lot like loyalty bonuses and stuff yeah. like that as well. And me that came out as well, Mark, this week signing a new contract, Aye. which was. Which I think that's going to be the key. Uh, this season, Barry is, is is keeping the group of players together. Yeah, I mean, I I still think there'll be a, a bit of turnover. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think I think. We spoke about previously. We do, we do need to get ship the players out that are going to play no part in the squad. You know your balling goalies, your Barkas's, Ayetes. They're not going to play a part in the squad, and I don't think. I think it's clear that you know, the Julian's another one. They're not getting any sort of, not even on the bench. So I think we will see quite a. I mean, it's not going to be as drastic as it was last summer. You're not going to see twelve, thirteen players come in, but it wouldn't surprise me to see six or seven. Players, He 
<laughs> the sooner he fucks off with the other French boys, the better off. He's well said, a well said, joke. Terrence. He's a he should be embarrassed. If I was his height, I'd be butchering fellas all over the place. And he can't take a challenge and he's on the ground rolling up. Ah, listen, the sooner he fucks off, no the better. <laughs> I was thinking when when Mark when Mark said there that he did they have a future at Celtic, I can't remember him having that past. Ah, he's a, uh, you know I don't get where it comes from either. John, I really don't the kind of way. I watched the Mark, I watched I I I I text you after Mark. I watched the um the Glasgow Cup. Uh, when when Julian came in into the into the B League there. And it's it's the same teams that I always remember Julian of doing. Giving away city free kicks in the but the way Ange wants to play his team and it's people slotting in, it's never the same two teams every week. You need, it's, it's one of them things players are just going to have to accept. Is you can't buy into that. Mm-hmm. His attitude stinks, though. His attitude is the problem. He's a horrific attitude for a fella. For a professional footballer, in the, in where he is and what at his feet, his behaviour is absolutely shocking. And I, I like you, Paul. I saw that match, that that B match, whatever you wanted, that Glasgow Cup one against against Rangers, and like. You swear you you think he should have he should have been head and shoulders above anyone else on that pitch. Like he, he, exactly, Terence. The mistakes he was making was, yeah, was like, unbelievable. Like for Davy Boy Derek uh, when she stayed on the live chat that Ange made uh, a statement to Julian by by naming Stephen Welch in the squad and not him. I'm then bringing on Stephen Welch. For me. Stephen Welch is above Julian the Peckin order. That's, anyway, that's what I've said, Paul. Stephen yeah. Welch is early spot. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was not, it's no Starfield or Carter or Vickers that Julian needs to displace. It's young Welch. Mm-hmm. And it, at least young, young Welch shows a bit of metal, a bit of commitment. He hasn't, when he slotted in, he hasn't really let, let the club down, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like we're talking about there, Paul. Greg Taylor's no good enough for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Is Ralston good enough for the Champions League? Well, but for me, Juranovic will start if he's fit. Whoever the left back will bring in during the summer will start with Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. Stephen Welsh isn't good enough to play in the Champions League, but he's more, more than capable of covering for us in the league and stuff like that. Just, just, just go wrong to you, like what? Where do you think the, the the improvements need to be made for for next season? Like you know, JFP, I start yourself off. Where do you I, think I, we need improvements? For me, my big my biggie is is uh, is a midfield, mm-hmm. and that's just that's based on as I said, the last um, just running through the through the games as I said that we played against them, the way they were bullied in the middle of the park. Um, I think any of the games could have went the other way. I don't think. I think we need physicality that we've no got just now. As much as I love him, so for me, the middle of the park, Paul Lambert, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, Neil Lennon, as Lawrence Ferguson, one I've not seen enough of the guy, but that type of that 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 that, that type of player, I think as much as it pains me to say it, because I think he's had a fantastic season. I've been defending him in nosebleeds. I think we probably need cover, as Barry said, at left back, and indeed possibly at right back. And I think Adrian Cole Bridget left back, right back. Uh, uh, Yesterday, we we, we uh, when when Welsh and and um, and Ralston was on, but I think Ralston's is he good enough to go to that next level? Is Taylor good enough? Probably, probably not. So cover at left back, possibly even at right back. Do, do we need? I think we're okay for what you've got. Jota, you've got hopefully 
Um, James, the boy, hey, Abada. Hey, can do we you need striker? Do we need another striker? I do. No. Do we need another striker? I think so, yeah. No, I think so, I think so. If he is, he's going to be gone. So don't do you Even play, I've explained, I keep saying this, if you're playing with one up front, you need three strikers. Because mm-hmm. say it there, Kyogo gets injured, or you've got Giocamakis. You just still need some another striker to be able to go on your bench. You're maybe looking at a young again. Do you think that's what I was going to say, Paul? Yeah. Whether we look at just it needs to be somebody that's quite happy to be third choice. So you're either going for like a young player that's going to want to try and make a grade at Celtic or promote for the academy if there's anybody good enough that young lad Kenny you're talking about, Paul. Yeah, or good, or you're looking at looking yeah. at an older player. So, I mean they went and signed Defoe, but that's the kind of thing that for me that's but we do need a third striker just so that to keep the numbers up, I think. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Barry? I agree with you guys. Uh, I think I think possibly definitely a left back will come in. I think regardless if Carter Vickers signed or not, I think another centre half will come in. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're potentially a, a Carter Vickers injury away from you know disrupting that partnership. Um, midfield, I think midfield is going to be a big focus for Ange. I really do. And like going on what what JFP said there. See, for me, I, I've seen enough of Lewis Ferguson, to, to, in my opinion, to think he would slot right in there. I really do think he's... For me, he's the best young midfielder in Scotland. And we missed a quick the last time with John McGinn. I think, if anything, Ferguson's got the potential to be even better. And you know what? I had a conversation offline with Mark about it. Just to ask, are we even linked with the guy? Because no. I've never heard of are any stories. Or never. Anything, ne- we, 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 we've listened to him in that, even if it was Neil Lennon. Yeah. We kind of the stuff I'm just kind of watching, but there's not been any kind of concrete. So yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it might not be him, but I definitely think we'll look to, to strengthen the midfield. And like uh, John said there, you know that was before Beaton and Rogic decided to, to move on. So I think there'll be a big focus on, on recruitment in the midfield. Can McCarthy not take Beaton's place in the squad? You know what, Mark? Like, well, you guys know what I. Think? I mean, McCarthy's, obvi- McCarthy's obviously there. He's happy that's to be a squad player. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying, Mark. Pre-season to be big for James McCarthy. I just don't think... I just, You know, something, there's too much of his game that, that, that he, for me, is struggling in our midfield. You know, he's good. He, he tends to be better when the opposition have got the ball, but his distribution is, is ropey at best, and his awareness as well is a bit, is a, bit of a struggle. I, I think, again, I just think we need better than James McCarthy. I was quite excited to see him in the season, and it's just never worked out for him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. See, Lewis Ferguson, I think when you get down the goal stats, I think, apart from front players, he's, uh, he's the next highest scorer as well. I think he's sitting about 11 or 12 goals or something as well. So there's obviously goals in the boy too. He's, apparently he's got a bit of dig. He's got that wee edge that I would like to see there. Just uh, We should always be looking to sign the best young players in Scotland. Exactly. exactly. Big team, that's what big teams do. Yeah. Bayern Munich scour the league for the best young players in sign them. Even when you yep. get back to Rangers signing like see Ian Ferguson in that, John. Yep. I mean, did they, 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 they sign Ian Ferguson to win the, win the European Cup or the Champions League? They signed Ian Ferguson because he could go toe to toe and be, be Scott. But, uh, do you know what I mean? When. The big star really players were out. For years, Mark, they, they bought some player that uh, they knew that he would get into their first team, but they bought him because 
they didn't want Bruce Dortmund to, to have him. Was that aye, the same with the Fallon at that time with Celtic Wanders? That's the, aye, that's the kind of thing that Celtic should be doing. Doesn't matter wow. what's going on, I know, but, but Celtic should always be chatting at the door for the best young players in Scotland. No matter, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even about that, that Ramsey for Aberdeen, Paul. I keep going on about it. Mind Yota bullied him. He did, yeah. That every time they two went up together, it was up at Patoji, went to every time the two of them went for the same ball, that that Ramsey was rolling about in the ground and it was a foul to Aberdeen. See, the guy's a cheater, he's a complete pussy. And now you've got Liverpool and that sniffing mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, see yourself? Eh? No, we'll the same. I just like, like, like Barry was saying before, improvements. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, there's a lot of money coming out of the club just now. So it's like to see what kind of budget Ange gets and where the, you know, there's Matt Lowell coming in. It'd be interesting to see which route we go down. Um, we often, I, I take strength positions all over the park because you can never have too big a squad. But the players that come in need to be better than what we've got. It's the competition. You see, that's that's why I think I don't I don't want players. I I, I just hope you no know, with Ange, find that we're we're gone past it. We're we're not buying players that that aren't going to sit in the bench to get me. We've seen too many that over the seasons. I think that's the best thing about this season is that we've signed players who actually. Are, are good players that they, they set up from the start. But I think Mark Lowermark could be attracting serious players to Celtic next season. Like, I, mean, I really do. Like, I'm really excited by this appointment. Like, uh, do, you have, do you have contacts throughout the world, Paul, and mm. you know, know about players throughout the world? I mean, you're sitting there talking about Lewis Ferguson that. But all we know, Mark Lowell knows some young in Belgium that's 10 times a player they lose well, it's an interesting there came up over there the, uh, Ferguson there right Ferguson has 10 goals this season right and those 10 goals were penalties so he all, actually hasn't were they all penalties yeah well, the one he scored against us at the was that was a hitter yeah exactly he actually scored twice against us at the two headers two headers maybe he's Barry, Barry's played the game and Barry's watched him and Barry thinks he can slow it in and do a job. It's um, it's just my, it's, it's just my concern. As I said, just, I just, that's I just, the biggest I just think he's good enough for Europe, Barry? Fergus, it's difficult to say, Welsh, isn't it? It's difficult to say because I don't think he's, he's played that level. But I, I, do, I just, you know, from what I've seen of him against us, against other teams, he just, for me, screams out the sort of Scott Brown's replacement. He really I does. Is Matt O'Reilly? Not really good enough for Europe. You know what I mean? No, no. But my point, the point I was where I was trying to go with that sort of thing was, if we're going to play with that type of player, and it's going to be for certain games, isn't it? Obviously. And to me, it, 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 Europe becomes a big part of that that system if you're going to play somebody in like that position. Exactly. So, aye, aye, that's what I'm seeing. But I'm seeing a bit like when they went and signed like Lexi Ian Ferguson. He was only signed to play in, like. In the league games for them, side for it. Ferguson would be signed for that kind of level. I I know what you mean there, Brian. Just like the SPL level kind of thing, but we need better than him for the Champions League in that. You know what, guys? You know, you know what? We're, we're safe in the knowledge of knowing. Look, look at the recruitment job that Ange has done this season, and and we've now got Mark Law on board. So regardless, uh, you know, players that we can throw up here, I'm fully confident that this summer 
that the recruitment is going to be bang on because we're, we're, he's got the flat track after the season of bringing in fantastic players that have done a great job for him. So like Mark says, if it's not Lewis Ferguson, we may end up with a gem that we've never heard that's even better than Lewis Ferguson. The, 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 the good thing as well, Paddy, is I don't think we'll be looking for squad fillers. You know, no, and we, are, we will actually be looking for players that will improve. That's important because, like, you know, I'm sure he's all... I was at the game yesterday, but I watched it when it came back. So I wanted to see all the celebrations on TV. And I'm just standing with O'Neill and, and that. And he, he said, and it was great to hear, he said, look, he says, this club belongs in the Champions League. He says, but I don't want us just to be in the I want to make some sort of impact. And that's his vision. That's his mentality and his mindset. He's not just wanting to make up the numbers. He's mm-hmm. wanting to go and try and do something. And if he, if he, if he means that, it means that they're getting some serious talent in the door because, with all due respect, and I love the players and I love the squad and what they've done this season. If we're going to take it to the next level, we need to be better and we're probably going to bring in some better players. And like you say there, Welsh, it's not going to be guys that are going to come in and fill spots on the bench or fill spots in the squad. It's guys that are going to be challenging to play first team without a shadow of a doubt. And they're going to need to be decent. I mean, that's the, for what the players have got the roof, for what they've done this season. The players are going to need to. Players that are going to come in are going to need to really work hard and prove themselves and be good, better players and work for that. So, you want to knock on effects as well. You want better players coming in. Aye, it just keeps the competition up and running. Is that, is that, you, you, know, you, you look at Ralston just now, and that's what the best thing for for you about Yarovich is the way Ralston is playing, and it's it's you knock on effect in the picture. You somebody play Jakamakis, Kyogo fights the same position. Look at Forrest when Roberts was here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was one of Forrest's best times for his winter when Paddy Roberts was in that many seals. It was. Uh, that, that was the best best time I ever saw James Forrest in the, in the Celtic Jones January, Mark. It was, was along that time when Patrick Roberts was sniffing, sniffing along them. But do you think we get the chance for business done early this, this, this summer? It depends what players we're going for, doesn't it? Because yeah. the market's changed, don't they? You know, the, the market we're shopping is completely different to yours. So it's whether, he, whether, whether he's got people in mind goes for them straight away or it's waiting I think we could. Uh, I think maybe as well, though, I think we could find it hard to, to get rid of... qualifiers this year is a great bonus. Yeah, but I think we could find it hard to get rid of the likes of a Yessi and Barkas. I think we could find it very hard to get rid of them, you know? Really do. I think we find no, it hard to get rid of them. No, if you just cut your losses, Paul. That's right, I just got shot, don't you? But that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, there'll, there'll be somebody there willing to... Even if it's a, a, a million pound, 500,000 pound, there'll be somebody somewhere who'll pay that. Aye, there'll be somebody willing to pay that. I've all decided... I still maintain, Paul, that Barkas will move to somebody He'll probably come back and be the bomb in the Champions League. No, we stayed there, Mark. We, we heard rumours last year about his English, that uh, his English wasn't great and, and stuff like that. He was on Twitter yesterday, driving down the car, yes, he with a bear in his hand, talking away to the Celtic fans. Ah, that was, that was all rubbish, Paul, because he had an interview on Celtic TV that he was speaking English in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's just, just a shit goalkeeper. That's <laughs> a shit goalkeeper. <laughs> you know what? There, there comes a point where, you know, okay, these players are on decent wages, but there becomes a point where they need to realise they're not going to play. And these guys are relatively young. They're not yeah. players like we spoke about earlier that are quite happy to sit tight and pick up their wage. 
they're going to need to realise for the good of their career that it's oh, very much back himself back at the fact that he's in a seven million pound transfer he is he'll, he'll not be sitting there thinking I'm shy no, no he like Barakas when he signed for us when he was the number one Greece goalkeeper do you know what I mean? and he'd probably if he wants to become number one Greece goalkeeper again he's going to have to move you know what I mean was there not a Swiss team in for that yet, Paul? In January? It was, but I don't know. Yeah. That was only a loan deal, though, didn't Mark? That was his even part of a mountain loan, if that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was dazzling. So, we already have Roderick, uh, Bison, I think, Yessi, Barkas, Barangoli, Zorro. Zorro. Who else is there? I think McCarthy might could go. Really do. An off three year in his contract. Mm, I don't know, man, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, again, Paul, but that's going to come do, For me, that's going to come down to McCarthy's self. Whether he's mm-hmm. wanting to try and fight his way into the Celtic team or wants to. He's at that age, like we're talking about, like beat on in that, where he wants to be somewhere. Somewhere that he's going to be just playing every week. Mhm. I can't see really another a, a Fulham no mark or something like that. Would, do, would do, you think, do you think there'll be any kind of drop exits? I don't know, say a £25 million bid for Cal McGregor? No. No. I don't. I don't think. I don't think McGregor would go. I don't think he would. Now, seems like I'm just. Using that, I'm talking yeah, about something we're just not considering kind of thing because the players have stepped up beyond him. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed that somebody hasn't come in. I think that, that, that last week as well in, 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 the, in the forum. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that somebody hasn't come in for McGregor because I think he's a fantastic football player. I think somebody come in for Kyogo. To be honest with you, I think, I think one of the things we get the track getting the. Transfers like this summer is actually very important for keep the squad done because mm-hmm. I think next season you, you, that's where you're going to see people chatting on with those big time. You know, if they have the same impact at next season in the Champions League as they've had this season, when you're a bad as your Kyo goes, then it could be, you know, there could be a lot of things happening next season. Mm-hmm. I thought I gave you what John said there about uh, McGregor, but for me, McGregor could play in it probably any team in the world, John, I think. Yep, I think he's a fantastic football player. Just, I don't think I don't even think he gets a recognition he deserves. See, even with the media and things like that, I don't think he kind of gets. See, see if he played for the team for the other side of Glasgow, he'd be hyped up a lot more in the press and the media and that as well. I just he's really underrated outside Celtic fans. I think. I think right. Yep, I think I think he is un, un, underrated as well. I think I think it's about people coming from. I think Kyogo Kyogo can score goals anywhere. Anyway, I'd be afraid, JFP, that there'd be a bit coming for him, Kyogo. I think Kyogo's here for as long as I'm just here. Well, that's what I was going to say, uh, Mark. I think there's a loyalty now between the, the four lads, and, and I think there's a loyalty there to, to, to him because I remember when Dijamira was leaving uh, Yokohama, he said he's going back to the boss, you know? So there's actually a respect that they, they actually have. For Ange himself, like, yeah. but I, see, Paul, I know I've read something, I don't know, was it Gucci that said that he's, he's, um, he's going to end up playing at the very highest level of the game, kind of thing, or something in an interview? That's his kind of ambition. Mm-hmm. That he, I mean, he's only a young guy, you know, so you can see that, but I mean, 
Don Che Deller, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Ange. Definitely. I don't I don't think they're the type of people. they're not here they're not here thinking oh, I'll play here for a year and then maybe get No I moved no. to England to double my whatever wages. I don't think the players are here for that. Do you know what I mean? I really no, don't I don't think so. Do you know do you know who was <laughs> I, I was watching him yesterday and he's a part like just a part of Celtic now is is their translator. Uh, he's in, he's in every picture. He's in every <laughs> picture with Ange. He has his mates and everything. <laughs> Even if one other night at Sanaday, she was lying down in front of this, the board. At, the board and everything. Uh, and he's just a translator. Like, I mean, it's, Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck? What's football coming to? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that just shows you as well, but Paul, that, I mean, that's the guy... That's being him, that's exactly, Mark, in this. Aye, that, he'll be, he'll not just be a translator, he'll be kind of in charge of their life out here, Paul, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just on the end of the phone 24-7 that... But that's they, it, Mark, like, look... They need something and he people, sorts it out for them. See, that's it, like, people just think he's a translator, but... He's looking after them here, like, you know what I mean? So it's another like, example of the feel-good factor, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the way to get them all involved. Exactly, like, you know, that's what I'm saying about Ange, like, he, like, for him, when he was lifting up the pit, the, the cop yesterday, when she, he was sitting on the bottom, he called over every single part of his background team, down to physios, down to Stevie, everyone was on the podium, him, even, even when he was doing the manager of the months, like, he always made sure that there was backrooms, like, he's, he, that's practical, how humble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Mark. He doesn't take nothing. I'm still winding you up, Paul. You give John Kennedy some pelters. Again, you've got to give John Kennedy and Ange Strachan. I said that last week on the post. I said it was a joy to see John Kennedy, Gavin Strachan and Ange Hognett at the side of the sidelines. Even Stephen Manis, I just... You know, Ange, even... Steve McMahon's man has a big impact in training. Oh, he's meant to be doing a good job, yeah. aye. Yeah, he is. He's supposed to be supposed to be very good coach, Mark, Steve McMahon is. You know, these guys that were getting crucified on social media in that last year and some I've you were out of order, Paul, just about a You see now you see you see Gavin Strachan, and when the players come on, it's Gavin Strachan what they need to do. Do you know what I mean? He has the data. He's a data analyst. Here, here's, another, here's another question. I don't know if I've said it before. They, they, look, they missed out in the 10 in their own. We were, but every single one has got it. But what if they'd won that and been on with the Lennon and Lowell kind of? We'd be still in the Champions, Mark, because Peter Lowell would be still there. It was going to eventually. And Neil Lennon would still be together. I mean, that's what if he'd won the 10 and everything just kept trotting on the way it was. We're going on about the, the club. Uh, we had JFP on at the start of the season, and we spoke to him about the board and stuff like that. If we'd have won the 10 in the row, Mark, that 10 in the row would have just covered up what was happening behind the, the scenes. Do you know what I mean? And... The crack. But it would have been 10 in a row. I know. <laughs> I know, but I think so. Would have been 11, will she? Well, 11, that's right. But would that, it, no, would it have been? It's hard to tell, isn't it? You just don't know. I mean, the one good thing about this season is last season does they hurt so much anymore, do you know what I mean? No, it doesn't. No, It's like last season never happened, Reggie. You know, we should be like Rangers. No one said that last season's cup win for them was void. 
I mean, I've, I've, I've said that a long time as well. We've pointed fingers at this, that, and the other about 10 in a row. 10 in a row would have happened if the fans were in last season. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. See that? See that? See that? I was, t- I was telling you about the shows Angie flying in. Uh, and you see that. You see McGregor walking off the park just when the, when the league's lost last year. With Rogic and, and McGregor coming off the park. And the empty state, you just, you, you actually almost forget just how. How black it was, how bleak it was last year. Just it's the Barrio, it's Barrio was saying that. Uh, just with, with us in the podcast, Barrio was saying there's certain clubs who feed off their fans, and Celtic is one of those clubs. Well, it, it worked. It worked in. It worked in the favour of the closed door champions, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And it worked against us. I think the combination of the two was definitely a factor. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced we'd have lost it if the fans had been in the in the stadium either. The fact has been different. Larry would not ask you for losing. The fact that would come into play if the fans were in last season. That's why. That's why Lennon was still in the job, Wedgie, because the fans went in the stadium. You know. I, I, just, I, I don't doubt in my mind if we were in last season, would have won it. I, I, I would yeah. agree with that as well. I think I've seen that video you're talking about as well, John. Is it that? Put that up in Discord, Mark. I I think it's that we. Is that Celtic video or is it that Tom Selleck son? It's a Tom Selleck. It was Malady, it's in it. I think it's a Tom Selleck. His videos are brilliant, that guy, isn't he? I've been seeing him quite a lot. You didn't see the Rocky music in the background. I can't remember. Like, put it up and dig no, I'll dig it out, I will. It's, fan, it's fantastic to be the airplane. And that's you realise as well, is that Angie, Angie walks into this. For, for all, I, I, I think you're right. I think he's a humble man. I don't think I, Paul, the term Paul uses, I think it's bang on. I don't think it's about Angie, for Angie. Um, but I don't think you would mess up about it either. No, definitely. He's, he's, he's obviously had the confidence to come in. We know uh, that. I, I, I think he's he saw his system and, 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 and put it in place. He's got, he's got self-confidence. He's not arrogant, isn't he? No, Mark, but I think, Mark, we saw, because I said to you, Mark, all this now with Julian, I said, if he chose Julian in at the weekend, we know now what kind of manager he is. He'd be a soft touch. But if he sticks to us, we know we have the right man in the job. I think when you hear him talk about his father and yeah, exactly. wanting to play the game the way his father would want to watch it, he, um, he talked about the, being Greek, Greek immigrants as well to, to, to Australia. No wonder he, it was it wasn't, it wasn't going to be hard for for for, for, for Andy. He said there, didn't to get, to get with Celtic. It was all about. He's, he's, he had a great line. He said, "My parents, he says, people say people immigrate to make a better life for themselves. He says, my parents' life get worse, get worse." Couldn't he speak the language? Ostracised. It's just, it's he just, did the whole immigration thing. To make it better for their kids, wouldn't it? To make it better for their kids. I mean, Eddie Howe could have been at, Eddie Howe could have been at Celtic for 101 years and he would never go at Celtic. No. Angie, Angie just gets... Angie's just a... Whatever I said, my, my rap check was a gift for God. And Angie's the same bracket for me. I think with... Um, uh, Eddie Howe, Mark, is only a temporary manager for Newcastle as well, just to keep him up. I think they might stick them next season, but when they start clearing out all these players, they're going to want the big, big face manager like that. Uh, uh, they'll be splash money out for. Yeah, exactly. Because let's be well, honest. As long as there's any splash on Ange, they could stay well away. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I honestly don't. I honestly don't think Ange would 
even think about leaving us this summer. For, no, he's still, for he's anybody, still. I really don't. No. I take Mark he's, as a contract. He's, he's here for the next step, aren't he? There's, there's the a contract in common, which I don't uh, think. There's plenty to be talking about a contract. Yeah. As I've said before, I mean, the guy, he's 57, 58 nearly. I'd leave him as a coach for the next three or four years and then I would offer him like a director of football kind of role definitely you see there as well that his kids are young does he want to up and root them now again to a different country as well I don't think so especially how his wife actually saw now as well yesterday how much the Celtic fans love him do you know what I mean you know you need to find out she's alright with the cold but you know just the Take I think it's a good when you see a man with the jacket and the hood off in the last rain, alright? You know? Aye, but he's got his jumper. It's fine. You know? Aye. <laughs> the Celtic football club got some sort of one of those jumpers, didn't they? I heard them saying to the. That's a couple of interviews I've heard with Australian TV. There's a couple of good points he made. They said they've never seen as many of these cork hats in his life. It's obviously. Nobody wears them in Australia, so it's obviously hilarious to him, eh? It's, mm-hmm. it's probably like you managing a. I was managing a right. team in see you, uh, walking a bit like see you, Jimmy, dressed up like him. I see you coming a kilt of Jimmy. Like, <laughs> even, um, even they, they brought kangaroos, JFP. Right, there's, there's, there's a couple behind, uh, behind me yesterday. They both had the, the cork hats and two inflatable kangaroos. That, that must be a... When did you wear the hats? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> An inflatable no. sheep well she's got. <laughs> <laughs> That's the home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're talking about dedication, Mark, from Celtic fans there, and we, we have to speak about the man on the bike to us there. Like, when she, like, he gets up at four o'clock in the morning, uh, goes up, like, I like, fair juice to you, Welch, boy, do you know what I mean? In, in fairness, like... It's been a quiet season for me this year, to be honest. I've missed, I've missed a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've really enjoyed the last three weeks. I mean, that's the first I've done three in a row this season. And it's like, oh, shite, it's over now. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? Benji, just said that uh, on Discount the other day. Like, like, this season has been such a joy to watch. Like, so I just didn't want it to end. I mean, it was a joy watching Celtic again at the weekends, watching how we played football, the, the fans united with the team. You know, it, it was just, just to have it come to an end. And... Top in the top of the table, like it's it's been remarkable, like what what this season has. I said, a feel good factor the back. Yeah, you know it's enjoyable to go. You know, you're there with all your pals. You're there watching the team, and it's they're playing for you. It's it's just phenomenal. You know, right top was um, astonishing, Barry, on on Wednesday night when when we beat Dundee United, and they didn't get back to Celtic Park till about half eleven, twelve. And there was thousands. But I think, Mark, was there 20,000, 30,000 fans there? Was there? About 30. About 30,000 Celtic fans in the middle of the night <laughs> waiting for the Celtic team to come home. <laughs> you gullible <laughs> fucker. There was about 20,000 fans there. <laughs> what, like, oh, you know? Think about that now, boys. I, I, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. But you think of, but, you yeah, think yeah. of last season when they put the barriers around to stop Celtic fans protest alongside it like what what 12 months has changed the club Barry it just shows what it, what it means to everybody yeah well you know you know and, and like we've talked about earlier 
you know, iconic titles throughout the last sort of 20, 30 years. This, this is up there, if not the best. Uh, and, and I said earlier, you know, because, because of where we were this time last year, to have actually achieved it. And listen, whether we like it or not, you know, the, the team on the opposite side of the city, there's not much between the teams now. It is a competitive league. Yes. And when you put, you know, throughout the nine in a row that were achieved for the second time, a, a lot of it was done uncompetitively. Well, well now there is, and I think the fans realise that. And it just shows how much that this season meant to everybody that, you know, midnight, there's, there's 30,000 out there supporting the club, watching them coming off the bus. Uh, yeah, for me, it, it just shows how much this title meant to everybody. And for, the, and for the players to interact with the fans afterwards as well, and Anston exactly. So it was the whole, it was the whole package. Few of the boys I was talking to were there, and I was saying they couldn't believe how 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 well that. It was a case of just turning up and celebrating the bus, not about in the stadium. They were all out. They were all shaking people's hands, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Even it worked. Even like you know, Joe Hart there, like who's who's won it all down England, like. He said he was actually gobsmacked by the Celtic support and everything coming out during the night. He said he hasn't seen that down the stout like people turn up in the middle of the night to, oh, to cheer on their club. There's probably me that say Celtic part in Man City get for the home games, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the kind of levels we're talking about. Do you know what I mean? If Fair Dizzy's won the Premier League and stuff like that, but Joe Hart would never have seen anything like that in his life. It's a Celtic back a totally different club to what's any club that's down the south like in this. You can imagine when he retires, he'll talk more about his memory. Yeah. Do you see then after the, you know, JFP, did you see you know, Adivy, when Yasser was actually taking penalties on Joe Hart's son uh, inside the goal after after the celebrations finished? He was outside taking shots at Joe Hart's little son. I mean, that's, just the connection that's there between all the players, like. I noticed Joe Hart and uh, Joe Hart was uh, from the fans when they came back to Dundee the other night there. You could see it in Joe Hart more than anybody, possibly. Mm-hmm. Certainly the Japanese players looked as if they had no clue what was going on. No. <laughs> 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 you know, I saw that yesterday when um, JFP and the Jess when they were when they were throwing the champagne everywhere. They did a lap on her twice yesterday. Wow. I think I was in the stadium. I'm not sure, don't quote me, but I think I, I must have been in the stadium an hour or an hour and a half, I think, after the final hustle. Unbelievable. Do you I don't ever remember that before. Do you remember standing on the cinch podium waiting, the war, waiting in the cup for the first time and doing the, ten, the countdown for 10? Yeah. Kyogo didn't know it was going on, and he was just moving his horns and watching, and trying. He was looking at the corner of his eye, waiting, and everybody jumping about so that he could jump about, knowing when it when he'd get it right with the timing and that. I, I don't I don't know how many times Kogo went back up to that corner. I know. Yeah, when you were saying that, yeah, yeah. I just think you could see him think every hack I thought Pierre and I jump up and down, open, put my right and left there, I'm up my right there, all these nutters going nuts. That's why. That's why I actually. That, that, that's why. Like that yesterday, just people going daft for jumping about dancing and all that. 
going to blow their mind. Even that, Mark, um, they asked Joe Hart as well, like, Joe, you're going to be back in the Champions League next season. Do you ever think this day? And he said, no. He'd never thought he'd be back uh, in the Champions League again. Do you know what I mean? So like, this is... It's phenomenal, like, Mark, that you see a keeper who 12 months ago's career was finished. The best he was going to get was yeah. slogging his guts out, fighting off relegation or stuff like that, sitting on a bench. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It, it, this season has been, I think for me anyway, has been the best season than any of the nine in a row. And it's definitely up there. I can still remember listening to the radio when Harry Blackwell got that, that goal. That's right, that's, right, that's right. Yesterday was right up there. We, yeah, definitely. Uh, we the I'm the same. Me, I'm the same. 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 I just the full type player or something like that you were saying or yeah, like, he asked what the beginning of the saying, look, Yeah, he said it. He said um, they asked him Mark about the Champions League and the contest said that there'd be new players coming in. He said look, that that happens at a club, but he says I'd be given the chance here. He says I'm not giving up oh, this right. chance. He said if player comes in, I'd be ready for it. And I'd be really, as I say, I don't, my, my brain stops at Carlisle. I'm, I'm not interested in anything <laughs> that happens down there. Uh, I, I didn't know a lot about Joe Hart uh, mm-hmm. as a person. I've ever, you know, I'm really, really taken to the guy. Um, you, you talked about the celebrations to come back from Dundee the other night. You can see it. He's, every week when he's walked around the park for the lap on, we always go, I come out my seat and I go down and I go and stand at that bit beside mm-hmm. the Green Brigade. Just because I'm doing face to face with the players, I could have done it yesterday because everybody was in the stadium. You don't um, stop me one of the big signs asking for popes and boots in that day, you know. If they take a national flag, that was your way in yesterday. Everybody had a Portugal flag, draw it was over. You had the, uh, um, but, but every week I've, I've paid particular attention to Joe Hart, and he is. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's at that stage he's he's a his career, but you can see him. He's just he's taking everything. John, indeed, he's a better song though. Hundred percent. You know, it's it's maybe a stage of his career. He's maybe appreciated it more. Appreciated more exactly. Yeah, that's the right word. Like like a tube of toothpaste. You know, you you waste it at the start when you open a new one, but then you get to the end, you try to squeeze every wee bit out of it. That's just how Joe Hart looks like to me. He's just really, really. For some reason, he's just embraced uh, what the club's, uh, the club's about for us. And I think... He's done it with his performances, hasn't he? Say again? You know, he's more importantly, he's done it with his performances. It's not just how he's playing exactly. the club and he's, you know, he's, he's a character. Exactly. He's not just a badge kisser. He's done in the face. You've got that, but it's not even that thing. It's just his performances. It's, it's what he's, uh, what, what he's given to the team as well and, and beyond that because he is just, he's just an out and out winner. You can exactly. see that. Like what, what he's... What he's doing too, Mark, behind the scenes uh, with with the young lad Toby is supposed to be unbelievable as well. Like you know what I mean? It's supposed to be. Okay. I'm not going on about Toby again, when you don't worry. Oh, is that the time? <laughs> <laughs> Toby time. <laughs> you know, well, she's rang about it. She when he walked into Celtic dressing room. I mean, this is 
I mean, Barry, how would you have felt if somebody like that walked into your dressing room? Well, Barry, probably the players you had at Dundee. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not name-dropping or anything, but no. at that time, we had guys like Khadija, Claudio Khadija yeah. coming into changing room, Tamuri Kits, Bayer. I mean, this is, this is a sort of a Dundee team that had only been sort of promoted into the, the SPL for a couple of seasons. And then all of a sudden you've got guys like Kanija, Fabrizio Ravanelli. Ravanelli, yeah, I remember Ravanelli. He is a young guy in that team, you know. Struck us in the words, you know. You're, you're used to other players, Willie Faulkner and, that, and these guys. And all of a sudden you've now got guys like Kitspaya, Kanija, Ravanelli coming through the door. It was bizarre, but, you know, what a boost, what a boost it gives you. And, you know, to be able to share training sessions with these guys. Was that yeah, after Wilsborough? He went up there, uh, Barry, was it? Ravenelli? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, Barry, yeah. Barry if, if they spoke, you were listening, didn't it? As well, and, and uh, listen, I've no doubt that Joe Hart's the same. They're very keen to give everybody advice. You know, they're not just there to, to pick up wages and to, to give it the big I am. You know, they were always passing on bits of information, especially to younger players, trying to help them, talk them through training sessions. There's no doubt in mind, Joe Hart will be exactly the same, even with the young keepers, the, the, the young players, anybody that's willing, he, he'll be willing to offer them wee bits of advice and wee nuggets that, that they'll be able to take and, and find them valuable going forward. You can imagine he's even getting cut of that, some good advice as well. I know he's been around the block uh, on loan stuff like that but while he's been at Tottenham he's been around big big players do you know what I mean? So oh, well, he's well, looking at Cameron well, Vickers. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Joe and you look at Tottenham when he was there. So but that's what I'm saying. Joe Vickers is a big, big personality too. I'd, I'd say in the dressing room as well, with experience. And you could see that on the pitch then as well, Barry. You know. Well, you know. Well, I, I don't need to say any more about Carter Vickers. You know how I feel about him. But you know, to have that experience and like you guys have already touched on it earlier, that there's, there's without doubt a togetherness. You could see the squad. Definitely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Real Absolutely. Yeah. Unit. And uh, you've seen the way they celebrate together, even with each other's families. I'm sure you mm-hmm. all saw it at the end, you know, they were all interacting with each other's families. It was absolutely brilliant to see. They definitely seemed like Angie has brought a togetherness within this squad, and uh, it's obviously reaped the benefits. That to me, Barry, that's, that's got to be coming for Angie. That's, that's, that's why I don't think you can, we can pay him enough plaudits here, here tonight. But uh, he, you know, the style of play. Down to him, the, the recruitment largely down to him. I don't mm-hmm. think we've agreed. I don't think the four Japanese players would would, would be here. The, the fact that he managed to knit a, a squad back together again that was, uh, you know, that had, that had collapsed, and to see to see them as a unit, I don't think I can't remember seeing you know, the, the togetherness as you said there. When you see them celebrating there. It's a, it's fantastic. Yesterday was just something else to watch. They're just uh, obviously a happy doing what they're doing. Sorry, I want to, along with the memory, you've got to see the Julie Julie in a park. 
You've not even heard this season of MD moaning about not playing the next game or whatever game or No, you did not. Get a bit of business when they're picked to play, when they're taken after. It's just, they've all got on with it, haven't they? There was yep. no one, there was no one, like, when you go back to what you were saying there, like, if you get, if, if someone was getting subbed, there was no one pissed off that they were getting subbed or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? There was just a togetherness, like, you know what I mean? And uh, the best tackle I saw at Celtic Park yesterday was by the Stewart. And if you see Did that? you see that when they were talking to Martin O'Neill? I know that yeah. was a belter, wasn't it? That was some tackle, that one. There was, there was, was loads of wee boys on the pitch. It was, only about, it was only about 10 year old, T. I know that, Mark, but then, like, as you said, like, they had all the families on, on, on the pitch then. As no, well, you can understand. It was just a It's silliness. It's really silliness. The guy who was singing in the park yesterday, he sings at Parkhead, the guy called Liam McGrandles. Mm-hmm. Did you see him singing yesterday? He was on the park at... Aye, he's good when he was good. Aye. He sings a song. If ever he's got a chance to... Uh, it's, it's funny because you need to get the verse. There's, there's a verse with the, with the footage on it that's a, a song called The White and the Green. Mm-hmm. We're, all, we're all part of The White and the Green. And it shows you there's images of Glasgow's East End in... In the poverty, and it's uh, you need to get the right one with the with, with the images on it. But the words it and the footage in the bracket is just absolutely fantastic. You can watch it in in in, in no great. I'll uh, I'll buy you a drink the first time I see you. <laughs> Fine, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the, white, the white the white and the green. But as I said, it's the one that he's got a few different verses. But the, the one's got images of Glasgow's East End. It's got images of two three years we've had our heroes uh, Johnson McNeil. Tommy Burns, Paul McStay, and it shows you some of the iconic images of them as well. It's worth a listening if he's got a chance to listen to the words yet. Mark, we were supposed to have a cigarette tonight. Uh, I John, joined. Night Island, but uh, I say John is probably still up in Celtic Park celebrating at this stage. I say. Uh, you know? see, see if I can see if I can find it. If I can find it, Mark, I'll maybe try to email it to you. Aye, aye, yeah. just send us an email. If you can maybe stick it up in the... Aye, do that, John, I'll get it up. Yeah. I don't know uh, where I don't know where John is. He phoned Paul yesterday, Steamboat. Paul feels like a superstar whenever he gets John in the I phone. Said, they're said, off said, your like chuffed. Oh, Paul, how you doing? I, I, I'm speaking to Paul out. This on the podcast, the Irish fan. Like, <laughs> I'm speaking to Paul out. This on the podcast. I was like, Jesus Christ. There you go. Say something, say something. And you're talking about steaming now, like these fans were steaming yesterday, like, Jesus Christ, like, you know. And that's, that's it for tonight, lads. Uh, thanks to Barry, Brian, John, Terence. Uh, that was some more, John. Hi, I know, hi. For myself and Mark. For Mark and myself, lads, um, the podcast could be. Not without uh, all of you coming on throughout the season. Uh, it's short notices or second no notice sometimes. You know, you're always there. Terence has come on, stepped in a lot of times for us. Barry has come on, Welchie has come on, even abroad. Welchie has come on for us in the Celtics European Adventures that he didn't know he was on live. You know, you know that's uh, seriously, it's a, it's, a, it's a big thanks from, from Mark and myself to you. Uh, from Michael to, to John, you know, Ireland, uh, you, you really added something different individually uh, when you came onto this podcast, and uh, certainly the podcast would be nothing without your intake every week when when you come on with us. 
I'm following. I'm following up. I'm following up here. Huh? I'm following up here. I bought a house back. No, definitely. I know it's Paul. I'm a trust man. Do you mean it's uh, it was Paul, but nothing without any of them. Do you know what I mean? The Mm. forum, even on the podcast, even the live chat with the guys that come in there and that's. We really, really appreciate everybody who helps us do this. We really do. Even I don't take the piss, take the, <laughs> take the piss out of me. Like, you know, you're still a genuine guy coming on here with us. Uh, Mark, do you want to close the show, buddy? Oh, just thanks to everybody for what you're saying there, Paul, all the guys that have come on the night and all through the season. Everybody that's joined the live chat, we really appreciate it. And remember, just subscribe, hit the like button, and if you know how, leave a comment. Thanks very much. Good night. Hail, hail, and God bless. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.